Welcome to another episode of Eternal Champions. I am your shaper and your host, Michael DeLeon. And joining me today around the table, we have the champion Mirathal, played by Ernie. What's going on, guys? We have Garnum, played by Vash. Happy, as we're recording, it's Friday, everyone. And last but not least, oh wait, no, actually, sorry, I am incorrect. We have Valak, played by JB. It's always Morbin time, by the way. God. So what's up, yeah. guys? Hello, everybody. And yes, your ears do not deceive you. We do have Astraos in the house today, played by Damien. Hey, what's going on, everybody? All right. Hopping right into it. Last time we left off, uh, starting with Astraos' character, he went back to Great Oak Hollow with the assistance of Mirthal, um, also accompanied by Udil. <clears throat> uh, he drank a little, and then he went off to see his paramour, a lupine wild one known as Karina. There, forgetting that he was still disguised as a stranger, scared the crap out of her and almost resulted in her attacking him but when he removed the disguise she attacked him in another fashion <laughs> while this was going on Mirthal and Udil were getting blackout drunk with uh, Hrimnir who awarded them with a very special present uh, but while this was going on not everyone was having a great time all the way on the other side of the continent Essentially, Darnum and Valak were repelling alongside Ankar an invasion. Um... I'm getting laid there, fighting <laughs> off the dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Astralis is having a battle of his own. Yeah, <laughs> he's sending his soldiers in somewhere else. Um... <laughs> it's a full, it's a full force invasion with with Astralis. Hit me. Darnum and Valak were repelling an invasion being orchestrated by Calgrim, um, particularly the forces of Narad, a one Dr. Xander Narad. Um, and that is where we'll pick up everything. It is darn to set the scene. Uh, battles are ensuing all over the city. Uh, from what you can tell, just from where you are, it seems like the Gorin have established a perimeter around Ankar's um, a manor, essentially. Uh, you, Ankar, uh, sorry, Darnum, Valak, and Ankar are standing atop. Uh, the battlefield in which they just, well, the place that was their battlefield, fought, where they fought these four horrific uh, monstrosities. And uh, we'll pick it up from there, starting with uh, Darnum or Valak. Uh, is, can I take a quick glance at what this body might, like, one of those bodies? This is like Yeah, sure. Give um, What type of investigation you're trying to do? Are you just looking over it, or are you trying to go deeper into it? I'm just going to look over it at this point, because the battles are, are ensuing all over. I want to just get an idea of, like, what is this thing that we just killed? Or one of them. I'll okay. find one of the more intact bodies, I'll say. Give me a nature roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nature is me. 16. Okay. Um, just from looking at this thing, you know it's nothing you've ever seen before as a whole, but its parts remind you of certain owl-like um, anthropomorphic beings known as the Strix that reside in the far northwest of um, Loria. Uh, the arms look kind of like a cross between Eldekin, and then the bottom arms, which were shorter, looked very reminiscent of human. Uh, the rest of the body, however, looks like it's just an amalgamation of just flesh. Uh, upon the creatures becoming deceased, they did start to rot very quickly and start to bubble into what looks like a black ichor of some kind. Uh, the hell is this? And I, as, as I will say, 
Ankar and Balak and see me taking a couple steps away from this this decom this rapidly decomposing body. <clears throat> Darnum, you got jar or something? Maybe we put it in like a sample. Have somebody test it. Uh, I'll say shaper if you'll if you'll allow me to have just maybe like an empty potion bottle or something. I'll just absolutely, just, yeah. If you do have like a potion bottle that you used, we'll say that you kept one. Grab one and so. just try to eat ease some of that sl- whatever this black sludge is. Now Stop. give me a uh, sleight of hand. This is because you're trying to scoop up this stuff and make sure you don't get any on you. I'm assuming, exactly. Right? Yeah. Give me a give me a sleight of hand roll, please. <clears throat> All right, 11, 15. 15, easy enough. You manage to scoop up a little bit. You have about a health, half a health potions uh, vial worth of this strange black ichor. And it seems to kind of have a, that boiling pitch look to it while it's in the glass bottle. Um, as you're holding the glass, it's warm. And it does, like I said, bubble from time to time. It just it bubbles like... Oh, I don't even want to begin and unpack this right now, but I guess I'll just look out, look out across the rest of the rest of the city, see if there's anywhere nearby that we can get to. Uh, what are you guys looking for exactly? Or well, rather, Valak, what do you? Is there anything you want to do? So, uh, can you explain again where the city we're in again? So you're in uh, the capital of the essentially the Kiosk Oh yes, nation. okay. This, yeah, this is where you came to. Uh, Try to plan out what you guys were going to do next, and you guys decided upon we're going after Narod next. We have to hit them hard, mm-hmm. and if we take out Narod, we take out a big part of Calgrim's forces as well as his research. Um, <clears throat> and of course, they sent an invasion to try to waylay the allied nations of Loria slash Idilla, um, and possibly try to kill Ankar essentially, maybe. Okay. With this. So. So. Darnum, and uh, we must go find Narod, or at least check on Kiasi people and make sure they're okay. All right, I would. I'll look over to Ankar. You, you know this place better than we would. Where, where do we go next? Uh, there's many places we can go. Honestly, it might be best if you gather the rest of your party and set out for Narod. I can take care of this. We're not uh, feeble, to say the least. Well, we don't know when uh, uh, they'll be back. It's, it's unknown, but do we wait? Or what we do? Well, if there's no way of reaching them, then I think the best course of action would be to, well, teach Calgrim why you don't mess with the Kiasi. And he begins to head down with a small battalion of men going into the foray of the battles. All right. <clears throat> How, like, are we, like, I'll just, like, where are we standing right now? You're standing pretty much at the entrance of his manor. Uh, it, what happens, it's, it, what it does has, it's almost like a ziggurat with the steps that go down leading up to the manor. And there's, like, gardens flanking on each side. And he's leading a small group of men going deeper into the city to get in, to, you know, jump into the foray. I was kind of hoping we were, like, elevated somewhere so I could do a cool dive off of something. But, you know, I'll just follow behind him. No worries. Uh, I mean, you could try. I mean, it's, I mean, it'll be really sad now. 
He's like, wait, hang on, I gotta climb this first. Now Do you want Val to pick you up? No, no, no. That, fastball special. That means that means both of us. But save that fastball yeah. special idea in case we fight something. <laughs> no, I'll follow behind. I'll follow uh, behind. We'll go. We'll go with Ankar then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As you guys proceed with Ankar, he is at a hurried rate, of course, running, uh, sprinting deeper into uh down the manor stairs and going into the city proper um as he goes to the city proper he points into the right and to the left and you see the battalion break off into two separate parts and they go off um if you look to your left and to your right you will see small pockets of go rin and strangely enough a, a a type of warrior none of you have seen before uh holding off similar looking monstrosities if not other monstrosities that have decided to accompany them. Uh, further ahead, Ankar looks at you. Let's go straight to the hall. <clears throat> All right, lead the way. And he begins to journey forward. Um, I need one of you to roll a d100. Okay. Uh, roll it. You said one of both of us. One of you. Okay. One of you roll uh, a d100. All right. Uh, Sean, if it sucks, you got the next one. <laughs> if it sucks, maybe I'd have a next one. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, 95. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. As, it's good. As you journey deeper into the city and heading towards the city hall, um, <clears throat> you see what looks like refugees uh, huddling in alleyways, being uh, escorted uh, by Go Ren and as well as those warriors that I'd mentioned before. Um, Ankar looks at the warriors, he nods to them, and they begin to make their way uh, in the opposite direction, going from where you came, and it looks like they're actually leading them back to Ankar's manor, um, possibly for safekeeping. Um, continue forward. Uh, who would like to roll another D100? I guess I'll roll this one. Alright. Alright, so, same thing, but this game is if I fuck it up, then, you know. Alright, 78. 78. Okay. As you are... Uh -oh. All right, here we go. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I think it's all good. As you are proceeding, uh, as you're continuing down to the city, um, you see several shops that are set ablaze, and you see Gorin using their um, controlling of water energies to actually extinguish the flames that were trying to consume these buildings. <clears throat> as you do so, you hear a very ear-punching shriek. Um, I need you guys to give me a stealth roll if you guys are choosing to hide from this thing at all. Nah, I'll, I'll look I'm not hiding. Oh, I was going to say, I'll look over to Valak <laughs> to see what he's going to do. Because if he's not going to uh, hide, I'll, I'll, Val I'll stand by Valak him. is going to take out his Devastator of Song. Okay. As you as you do so, uh, you see what looks like this uh, sort of humanoid-looking being, very large, probably about seven feet tall from... Uh, the top of what looks like a Legionnaire-esque-like helmet, its wings black, almost like, uh, but kind of like has this violet hue, similar to etheric energy. <coughs> and it, it's wearing this armor, uh, its face completely concealed, and it lets out that same shriek again. I need you guys to roll for initiative. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yo. Um, I'm already lagging this oh, that's, episode already. That's fantastic. All I want to do is beat shit. That was terrible. <laughs> I got a seven. Oh, sure. that's so I sad. I think I have advantage on initiative rolls. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I got a, a five for the first one. Please, please, please. All right, 19. That's better. Uh, 20, okay. 22 for yours, surely. Oh, wait, wait. Plus okay. three? 
Sorry, so 22. You guys, you guys are fun. Yeah, so it's going to be. So, so wait, uh, Darnum, what did you get? 22. I what did you get, Valak? 22. Who has the who has the higher deck score? Oh, what's your what's or die uh, modifier? What's your, what's your modifier? Dex modifier plus uh yeah. three. I got a plus four. Okay. Okay, so it'll be it'll be Darnum. Should it's up to you, Darnum? Do you want him to uh, allow him to go first, or are you cool going? No, first? I'll go first. I'll tee I'll tee I'll tee him Bell out. I'll tee him up. Uh oh, here we go. Okay. Fucking monkey. <clears throat> so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to sleep while you do 452 attacks. Well, I get five minutes uh, of math. <laughs> yeah, all right. I have my calculator out so I can deduct life. If I start snoring, just edit it out. Okay, so uh, Darnum goes first. Then it's going to be Valak. Then it's going to be Ankar. Then it's going to be the creature. Oh, that's and Estrio. Yeah, you're in a battle of different people. Yeah. Right? He's fighting for his life. Um, yeah. He's send them kids out to fight. <laughs> Jesus. Sweatshot. Go! All right. Okay. So how far away is this thing from us? <clears throat> it's oh, sorry. Um, it's probably about I would say about thirty feet away from you. All right. And it's kind of like hovering above the ground. I'll just tell the, I'll just tell Valak. I'll bring it down to earth for you, and I'm just gonna just rush over. Okay. Oh god. And just leap into the air, and I'm going to attempt to just hit it as hard as I can with the heel of my boot. Okay. One oh. kick, man. Kick. Alright, so first oh, one kick man. <laughs> first attack will be Oh, you're so lucky this thing didn't go first. Son of a bitch. Alright, so that's eleven plus nineteen to hit. Uh yes it does hit. Alright, so first the first hit is seven thirteen. <laughs> you, you guys know One Punch Man got season three confirmed. Oh sweet! Oh really? Uh -huh. Nice. Six. Oh that's cool. They're, they're looking for a new animation studio though. What happened with their old one? The JC Studios was very bad. Really? Yeah. Oh, the first. I haven't seen One Punch Man since. See, that's the tough part because One Punch Man season one just happened to have the dream team of animators for season one. Like they went all out. No. It was it was uh, Madhouse or something like that, and they went balls deep the first season. Like they even outsourced animators Ooh. to make season one. That's why it was so good. Oh, okay. So when JC Studios took over season two, it was so bad, and so they got rid of them. <clears throat> so season three, they're looking for new people. All right, so th can't blame. All right, so yeah. thirty-four. I think. Oh, sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Right, go ahead. So thirty-four points for the, thirty-four points of damage for first attack, uh, six of Jeez. which is thunder damage. Okay. You said thirty-four. Yes. Is this is it still alive? Yes, it's All still right, alive. So as I'm rotating with, rotating from delivering the heel the heel strike, I'm just gonna just like clasp with my hands and bring down an axe hand handle on top of it for my second okay. attack. Okay. Which will be a and it's spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. Uh, twenty to hit. Oh, that hits. All right. And my dice flew out of the tray. God damn it. You know what? I'll pick it up later. So. That's what you say now. Then you step on it like a Lego. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, my. 
My ankle felt like it just exploded right now. <laughs> like, like, seven. Eight. Oh, no, these are low. Eight. What do you think about this? Nine. Ten. Oh, man. Oh, no. If that's so, true. Ten points, ten, points is se ten points of damage for the second one. One point is thunder damage. Okay, so 11 points total? Uh, No, 10 points total. Oh, 10 points total. Gotcha. Is it still... And then... Yup, it's still standing. I'll burn a key point to Fluria blows it. Okay, go ahead. So the next attack... <laughs> 17... Okay, that definitely hits. 20... Like 26. No, 25. And that's gonna be... Oh, man. these ro The damage rolls just dropped off precipitously. Okay. Four... No, sorry. No, five... Eight... Oh, there, that's a lot better. Eighteen points for the for the for the for the for the next for the next one. Wait, eighteen to hit or no, eighteen, 18 damage. damage? Oh, eighteen damage. Okay. And I need I'm gonna need this thing to make a deck saving throw. Okay. Uh oh. That's going to be a seventeen. Damn it! It's, it's still alive. All right. Thirteen plus four. Damn it! It's still alive. All right, so last attack then for, for the flurry. Jesus, doing some good damage though. All right, seven, uh, seven plus eight, fifteen. Fifteen to hit. Yeah. Yes, you just hit. Wow. I'll take it. Four plus four, eight. Eight plus four, eight. Twelve. Twelve. <clears throat> fifteen. Twenty-two for the last for the last for the last attack with four of it being thunder. Oh, okay. And, and it is still standing. So yeah, just me hammering, hammering with axe handles like again and again and again, and it still stands. Every time you hit it, um, quick question: Do you have your eyes of creation on or no? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have those popped on. Every time you hit it, you see what looks like aether, like being expelled from its body. Strange, bizarre. These things. And is that it? Oh yeah, that's it. That's it for me. This thing, these things are these things are a bit tougher than I expected. I thought this, this would have fallen down by now, but it's all yours. Mr. Valor? Valor got this. Uh-oh. Um, all right. <laughs> don't say that. We might be fucked, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Darnum took out, like, two-thirds of this thing's health. I'm just going to say that right now. This thing is still flying in the air, floating? Uh, it's still floating. All right. It's not like high above. It's literally like maybe like two feet off the ground. Not even. All right. Valk is gonna go uh go up to it and then uh attack it with a devastator of sun. Go ahead, give me an attack roll, good sir. In an attempt to smack him right in the ground, as a cool animation that happens. Let's see. Ten plus ten, twenty. That hits. First hack is 28. 28 damage? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I forgot. He has resistances. Fuck. Ah, never mind. Um, I'll count them for this attack. So, What's his resistance? Uh, bludgeoning. Wait, is it a magical weapon, though? 
Oh, that's right. Is oh yeah, it is a magical weapon. So never mind. It takes another. It takes the full. Yeah, Devastator of Stone is magical technically weapon. yeah a magical weapon. It is a magical weapon. Yeah, yeah. It's well for D and D. It's considered a magical weapon. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. So never mind. You do the full uh, twenty damage. Never mind. Okay. Um, I got extra attack. Um, yeah. And as you're striking it, as you try to push it down with your your hammer strike, it is not going down. Um, but you do notice that in its armor. It's once pristine armor that now has been dented to all sorts of ridiculousness through by the volley of fists thrown by Darnum or your hammer blow. There are cracks and there are like etheric energy seeping out of it. Okay. It's going to hit it again. Extra attack. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, oh, 26 hits. Yep, that hits. Okay. Oh. Nah, you missed because of bullshit. No. I hit it with fire too, obviously, so I don't know if that does anything. No. No extra damages for that. So, uh, 22. 22? Yeah. It is still standing. Uh, it is looking... It's it's falling apart. Like, its armor has kind of fallen off of its body, and it's just revealing raw etheric energy pouring from its body. Uh, Darnum, you notice that there's this strange almost uh prismatic crystal uh prism shaped like a uh, rhombus sorry not prism rhombus like crystal at its heart or where its heart would be oh strange but only you see that through your eyes of creation yes uh, so uh just in case as a bonus action valak is going to go into rage from not being able to take it down okay uh Ankar, it's it's still up in the air, but finish it off. So that means you. So you had to move thirty feet to attack it. Yes. So you're right. Yeah, up to I'm light, yeah, literally right up to it. So Ankar is going to actually back away, and he's going to use his um. Uh, fuck, blanking on the name of my own move right now, which is a problem. Uh, Tide Caller's recital. There we go. Okay. Uh, I don't have my book in front of me. Fuck it. I'm going to wing it with my memory. Uh, that's, yeah, that should be enough to hit because it was a 17. Yeah, this thing, it automatically hits. Um, It's going to be... Do I have enough D8s? One, two, three. Uh, I do not have enough D8s, but oh well. All right, that's going to be nine, uh, 11. I'll just roll them again. What book would you need? The monster manual? No, the one in my, my, my bag. Oh. Uh, another nine. Okay, so that's going to be just enough to take out this creature. The creature erupts in a violent torrent of raw etheric energy. I need both Darnum and Valak to give me dexterity saving throws. Oh, shit. Okay. Because Ankar was at like 60 feet away. From um, oh, that's that's lovely. But uh, 18. 18? Valak? One. Oh. Oh, buddy. Wait, do I ha- wait? Oh. Do I have anything that can help? Um, hang does on, it matter if it do I, does it matter if I have a plus three dexterity? It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know even if I was saying it. <laughs> that would have failed anyway. Uh, yeah, Darnum, what'd you get? Uh, Eighteen, but I'll st- I'll check to see if I had anything that helps people roll any better. Okay. But I don't think I do. No, I don't. Nothing. No. Okay. Um, this creature erupts in a violent torrent of uh, raw etheric energy. Darnum, you duck into one of the byways that um that 
are littered throughout the sides. Unfortunately, Valak, you aren't quick enough, kind of caught in this moment of glee that you helped uh, Ankar slayed this creature that was actually quite formidable that it withstood an attack from you and it withstood uh, an attack from Darnum as well. Um, but unfortunately, that means you have to take the full brunt of this damage. Uh, that's going to be 9, uh, 12. Luckily, the rolls aren't that good. 16, 22, 23, 25. And it's got to roll two more. 74. Uh, 28. 33 points of raw aether damage as your body's completely enveloped into it. Uh, by it. <clears throat> can I, uh, can I do reaction if it's still technically combat or no? Uh, what's your reaction? I want to use stone endurance to reduce some of the damage. Okay, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, okay. what's the, what's the effect of stone endurance? Uh, as a re reaction, reduce damage mm -hmm. dealt to you by 1d12 plus 3 once per short rest. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you did gain a short rest, so go ahead, roll that d12. Uh, well, no, I still have, like, I'm not at full health from when we started the battle, from when we started this, the encounter. No, I, I know, I'm saying roll the d12. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's reduced, yeah. Uh, four, uh, so seven less. <laughs> seven less, yeah. so you take 26 points of raw aether damage. Yeah. You harden yourself, and you withstand this attack. You take 26 points, um... How are you looking? Um, I'm 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 halfway. He's alright. He's not showing that he's like like halfway kind of fucked up, but <laughs> it's not like the Halloween special where your character like literally coughed out a stream of blood. No, no, no. He's uh, you know, like kind of like the the meme where like the guy looks like he's all roughed up and he throws a thumb out. It's like that. Like okay, he looks like gotcha. he looks in bad shape, but he's still standing up. So Ankar. Ankar is going to, as soon as combat ends immediately, Ankar is going to head over to you and hand you a regular healing potion. Thank you, Ankar. Yes, we need you alive. It could be a lot worse deeper into the city. And he looks over at Darnum. Safe to continue? Um, I just look over where just, 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 there's nothing left. I would, I would believe so. I'm going to use that okay. potion now. Okay, go ahead. Um, use your potion. And while he's consuming his potion, uh, Darnum, is there anything you would like to do? Uh, right now, just gonna... I think we're good for right now. I think it's, everything's kind of quiet at the moment. Okay. Well, no a, a slight reprieve, I'll put it that way. Can we, can we do a perception check to see if there's any more creatures around? Absolutely, go ahead, give me a perception check. Okay. Oh, wow, that sucked. Uh, ten. Ten. There's so much chaos. You hear people screaming. You hear strange cries in the distance from these ungodly uh, creatures. <clears throat> it's too hard to discern whether they're nearby or if they are uh, further away or deeper into the city as Ankar. It's kind of like a cacophony, a discordant cacophony, just going all over the place. Okay. Um... Ankar, what do we do? Do we split up, try to fight creatures, or stick together? I think the best course of action would be to stick together. We just have a few more blocks to go, then we'll be at the city hall, and then we can better determine where to go from there. Okay. Uh, Valk will go in front, just in case. Do be careful, Valak. You, you've seen better days. 
Oh, Val pretty excited. I mean, not about people dying, but you know, Val like, just like to fight. Val? <laughs> <laughs> He's bricked up. If you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, uh, Darnum, are you uh, going along with Ankar and? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, Val? I'll be. I'll be behind Valak. Okay. Uh, I guess you're alongside Ankar. Uh, you both head over. Uh, someone roll a d100 for me. Okay. Take the next one. Let's see what happens. 16. Oh, <laughs> right, 16? You got the next one. <laughs> Wait, a D100? Yeah. Dude. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, okay, no. Hold on. I got to look in my book. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, he, didn't, no. he didn't have it on hand. He had to go to a book. Oh, no. Oh, Yo, Sean, no. you got the next one, all right? Oh, <laughs> That's no. if we get to the next one. <laughs> what, it, what the hell? A new character sheet. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh. And as you, as you, okay, so as you guys are continuing, you hear what sounds like this strange sloshing noise, right? As if water is being spilt. And what you see before you, you see a single go rin trying to hold off what looks like four of these strange fish-like aquatic monstrosities. They somewhat resemble, like, they have, like, the head of, like, a uh, like a regular fish, but the body looks kind of almost stoneborn-ish, but a stoneborn that's been juicing, essentially, if that's the best way I can compare it oh. to it. And it's wearing a series of tattered rags. One arm is bigger than the other. In this bigger arm, it's holding a giant, like, anchor-like hook. And then in the uh, on its back, it seems to have, like, a series of fish, like, uh, fishing hooks on its back. And you said these um, four are facing against this one Gorin? Yes. Valk don't like that. Uh, what are you gentlemen choosing to do? Uh, Valk's going to go rush into battle to go help the Gorin. Same, okay, like, same roll here. for initiative. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Let's try this again. Okay. Oh, God. Creature very poorly. You guys are lucky, uh, man. 19. 19. Okay. okay. Hey, I, have, I have initiative, so make the harder the dice. Oh, thank Damn. God. That shit was an 8 the, the second time. Uh, so, oh, 22. So, 22 again. Okay. okay. What about you, Darnum? 19. It's going to be Darnum. Uh, sorry, it's going to be Valak, Darnum, Ankar. Creatures again. Oh yeah, is, uh, Don't sound so disappointed, Is the uh, is Holy the creature? I'm, I'm, is he like is he like holding on to the Gorin or is he? Uh, no, the Gorin is the Gorin is masterfully deflecting, uh, using what looks like a like a similar chain sword like weapon that you saw Ankar use in the fight previously against the weird bird. Monst humanoid monstrosity that you fought at his manor. Um, he's using a similar weapon to that, which you can assume is a Gorin type armament. But he's deflecting their blows currently. Okay. Oh, I forgot I gotta roll. <laughs> he rolls better than Ink. I'm fucking done. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be Valak, Darnum, Gorin, Ankar, creature. <clears throat> Creatures. Now, do the creatures notice us that were there? Um, are you loud when you like? Are you charging things or no? I mean, it's Valak, so essentially, it's like when he's charging, it's like. Are you screaming? Well, no, but <laughs> he's not screaming just yet. But essentially, I'll say, I'll, if yeah. you're not screaming, I'll say that they're not aware of your current uh, location, so you get advantage on this attack. Nice. Sweet. Yes. 
so that's why I asked if you were like doing like the Valak roar or something. Oh, okay, okay. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> All right. So again, he's gonna he's gonna take Devastator of Son. He's gonna say to himself, he's like, I'm doing this for you, Son Per, and he's gonna attack the uh, mm-hmm. I'm call it the fish cake monster. Fish cake monster. Go ahead, give me an attack roll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're at 23. Yeah, that hits. So, so 12 for the regular. 10 plus 5. Uh, 27, and part of that is fire. Okay, 27 points of... Do they have, nope, no resistances to fire. Or so, bludgeoning, just to make sure. Nope, nope, no resistances to that. Okay. Uh, unlike the other creature. Uh, so you said 27? Yeah. Okay, 27 points of damage as you cleave this maul into this creature, unsuspecting of your presence. Uh, Go ahead, continue with your move. Okay. And that was my surprise attack. Does that count as your first attack? Uh, Yes. Okay, so then go attack again for the extra attack. Yeah. Uh, 19. Yes, that is. First and then six. That's old six. Twelve plus five seventeen. Twenty-nine. Yeah. As you bring the mall back down using the force of gravity to your advantage, you actually wind up concaving this creature's skull. You see a matter of just viscera pour out and bubble slowly. It reeks awful. Like we're talking fish left out in the sun for months. Um, That's dumb nasty. And then occasionally moisten again with rain just to be dried out once more. And it just spasmodically falls to the ground, convulsing a little bit before finally uh, ceasing to, well, shedding its mortal coil, essentially. So you killed one of them. So there are three left. Okay. Um, uh, I just want to see some dialogue. <laughs> go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Valk is going to look at the Goren. Hey, you okay? The Kiasi turns to you. Oh, Thank the aspects. Oh, Ankar. Oh, uh, these things, they, they just appeared out of nowhere. You see one of them takes a thrust at this guy. He just sidesteps as this large spear just comes between both uh, Valak and him. Don't worry, Valak here. And, uh, you know, everybody else, and Ankar too, you know. Valak here. <laughs> and everybody else. <laughs> he looks at you. I have no idea who you are, but thank you. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Darnum, it's your go. Okay. I guess I'll 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 begin the first of my chain attacks, starting with the guy who just tried to stab the the Kiasi and or Valak. Yep. So starting with this one. Watch first attack. Oh, you killed the guy. <laughs> uh, eighteen to hit. Yes, it hits. All right. So he's gonna take. Oh, these guys have really low AC. I gotta change that. Oh no. I mean, you don't have to right now, but just to... <laughs> not right now. But you know. <laughs> Seven. Okay, so that's ten. Fourteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. Twenty-one. Twenty-five. Thirty-one. Thirty-three. Thirty-five points of damage. Jesus Christ. 
you wallop this creature and your fist actually breaks skin, your fist is inside its body, technically. You just fisted this fish. Is it dead? Oh, baby. Nope, it's still alive, barely. You see, like, the same disgusting viscera uh, pour out the side of its mouth. It, you can assume is blood. It has this strange, almost blue-like quality to it, and it just reeks. Well, that's gross, but I'm going to have to rip, rip my fist out of its skull and spin with an elbow to, to begin my second chain attack on the next one. Okay. And that's going to be... Oh, that was so close to 20. 14 plus 22. Yep, you hit. All right, so... Oh, that's mm -hmm. crap. But that's not too bad. Four, seven... Four, seven, 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 seven... Eleven... Fifteen... Fifteen... Uh... 15, 19, 22, 25, 31. Oh, sorry, this thing's dead. Yeah, no, you, you, you killed it. Sorry. Oh. I just got, I, I got lost in you rolling dice and oh. reciting numbers. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it, it had seven health left. But. Oh, no, I, no I, can't, I can't chain attack the same one. I had to move on to the next one. Oh, okay. Never Overkill. Mind. Okay. Don't worry. I'll, don't worry. I'll oh. circle back to the other. I'll circle back to that first one later. But uh, Okay, so what's the total damage? 30, 31 for the second one. Same thing. You, you said you're kicking him? Like, I just, I ripped my, my fist out of the first one's skull, and then using that rotation to elbow the second one. Um, so, you rotate, and you whack him right across the side of his temple. You leave, like, an indent. Its skull is permanently dented in. Um, <laughs> its fisheye kind of bulges out. It's still standing there, but its head is kind of, like, shaking spasmodically, oh, God. right? Like, in mini convulsions, and it's, like, shaking, trembling. Um, glaring at you while this like disgusting odor continues to permeate through this other one now that you've grievously injured. So after I elbow that th second one, the third one is still standing. I'm just gonna just use that momentum, just just straight up just thrust kick Silva style into 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 its chest. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Natural twenty. There we go. This guy's dead. Oh shit. Okay. If you uh, if you roll if you roll twenty one. Wait, what's your base damage? My base damage is one d six plus four. Plus, D, uh, plus a D8, Christ. plus there's three, plus the, the two D8 thinks of you, thinks of you using unwasted potential, the item, and the okay. three that's left from the chain attack. Okay, so so let's see how much damage is that? So that's total. That's forty. That's forty-six plus four plus three D8. Jeez. Okay, what's the total? Oh, I didn't roll anything yet. You just asked me. You just, <laughs> no, no, no. So it's going to be whatever your base dice damage is. Oh, shit. Plus whatever you okay. roll. All right, so base that's how, Okay, so that's why I'm asking because you might kill this guy without okay, having so to roll. 24, 20, 40. I'm doing at least 48, 40, uh, no, 50, 52 points of damage right now. Oh, 52? Before I even roll. This guy's dead. Before you even roll, he's dead. Um, you, again, taking the momentum of this one, you do kind of like, you do the kick that you're talking about, and you actually kick him so hard, he winds up flying into one of the lampposts in the street. He winds up getting uh, <clears throat> impaled on one of the, like, the little ornate things on top. Uh, right through the skull, and it just starts spazzing out, and then life just leaves its body. Um, hey, I trail. You can fight yarn in one on one. I can, I can actually do my actual second attack. That, now that my, now that the chain has been broken, I actually use my second attack for real now. Both creatures are below ten health, so as long I, I, as long as I can, as long as I can hit, I'm gonna, I'm going to kill it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm overkilled the last one. Valak, do it, do it. There's a sixteen hit. 
Yeah, six. Wow, yeah, close to missing, but yeah, you got right, it. So oh, Dottom, don't use your final form just yet. All right, I'm, no, I'm not. I can't. Like the chain is broken, <laughs> I but I still have. I still have one d six plus three d eight. I can deal with damage. Do you you hear that? It sounds like Ultra Instinct music. Ten, That's fine. I'm just gonna have to get Black Freezer here. Wait, hang on a second. Oh my no. god! Yeah, I can't believe you're gonna send the brothers after me. No, that's not. <laughs> Damn. So since I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna just go to the to that to, that, to the one I elbowed. I'm gonna be going backwards now. The one I elbowed, just straight up just Seagull style snap its neck, and then just. For the last one, I'll use my my bonus action to just do a bonus attack as opposed to a, a flurry of blows. Okay, so roll the attack for the first one. Fourteen plus twenty-two. Yeah, you hit. Yeah, you hit. And how much damage does that very first one? Ha- how many hit points does that first one have left? Because I think you said it. Seven. Yeah, and no, I, I can't I can't roll under that. So. Okay, so it's dead. And then <laughs> snap his neck. Uh, moving on to the next one. So, Go ahead, roll. So back to the. All right, Jason. Boy. So to that first one, I, to that first one, I, was, I ran a hole to his head. I'm just going to just ra- ram another hole, but from the back of his head instead. Okay. okay. It has nine health left, by the way. So if you hit this, oh. I think it is. That's nine. fifteen plus, so it does hit. Yes. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> okay. So then, I guess for uh, nine's the magic number. So for the last one, just. Rear back and punch as hard as I can until it flies spaceworks into the ground. Okay, and that is exactly what you do. Uh, combat has ended. Um, there are these fish-like humanoid monstrosities, the likes of which none of you have ever seen. Well, at least not a one-for-one. Um, that are now dead in the street. Uh, you now have a companion uh, who will accompany Ankar. You have a Gorin, essentially, like a private Gorin. Very nice. I think the time for pleasantries will be later, but right now we still have a city to save. Yes, we must continue to march forward. Agreed. Um, and one more D100 roll. Oh, yeah, you maybe, got this maybe, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was say, maybe I don't roll it, but all right. I mean, I rolled the last one. That's what got I mean, you just literally one shot at this entire that that entire group. Yeah, roll low again. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, 75. So as you proceed, um, as you proceed, you arrive at what looks like the city hall from what you could tell. It is a large building that kind of almost forms like a singular tower, similar to what you saw in Zenosha, Darnum, in, um, in Centris, where the, uh, where the parliamental tower is essentially, where all the heads of the nations meet. Um, kind of just forming down in the middle of the city. And with that, we will be going to Mirthal. Oh, okay. Uh, Mirthal, you, you, Hermir, and Udil engaged in some liquid libations. You, to the point of significant inebriation. What are you doing exactly? Uh, I'm in some massive Hermir place. To, uh... Uh, I believe you guys returned there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You're already there. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, at that point, I push Udil into. Whatever meant they have, so that he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to for myself. Okay. I miss it because I'm drunk. I get back up. I miss it again. And then I lie on the bed halfway on, halfway off, and fall asleep. 
Okay. Oh, and you you're did gonna that be... in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't get that one. <laughs> uh, and you're gonna be going for a long rest, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, well, remember, I have no idea what's going on. You haven't signed the world. Yeah, that's so. very true. Can't you feel it through the force? If I could, I'll bam, pull me near drunk and help you guys out. But, uh... You feel this strange rumbling, then you let out a really loud, loud and flatulent uh, fart. Okay. Yeah, can't you feel our chakras? Uh-huh. Wrong character. Okay, Hokage. That's that's technically Narnum, not me. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I know. Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, wow, that was a short session uh, part. <laughs> they, they're not attuned with the Force. They don't, they don't feel our struggle uh, right now. Going to um, Valley. Not Valley, sorry. Uh, Astraeus. Astraeus, you had just completed uh, having an intimate moment with your lady. What are you choosing to do? She's uh, sound asleep. He, he puts ice on his butt. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna... Hold on. Give me a second. I'll tell you right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for a walk. Okay. So, uh, I'm assuming you get dressed. I'm gonna get suited and booted and go for... Yeah. Yeah, all that. And, and you uh, leave the manor. And as you leave your manor, which where are you heading for? I'm gonna head towards where I came from, the bar. Last place I saw them, the bar, bar? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go to the bar. It's it's late right now. We're talking like probably like right. Um, as you arrive to this bar, it's closed. Um, I remember where what was it? From here? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You got close to him. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I remember. I'm gonna walk towards his place. See if they if he knows where. Uh. Marathon. Easy enough. You find your way to Hermir's place. It doesn't take you long, just a few minutes. And as you arrive, the guards, knowing who you are, let you in. You enter, and the hall, his, basically what passes as his domicile, is empty. Right? Uh, you're safe to assume that they probably went to sleep. But you do know where all the rooms are. So I'm going to go to the rooms. I'm going to check, very, you know, not trying to interrupt anybody's privacy to see if I can find Marathon the other. Okay. Everybody else. <clears throat> As you go, there are some rooms. Uh, give me an investigation while actually to see how quickly you um, find them. Uh-oh. Yeah. You have to go through many rooms. Because I know... Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's my strongest one. Let's see. 69. 69? Uh, 22. 22? Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> Easy enough. Uh, let me see which room is it going to be. Where is my... Oh, there we go. Roll a d4. Like... Okay, that's Udiel's, but technically... Oh, no, yeah, that's Udiel's. Um, <clears throat> you knock on the door, right? As you test it, it's locked. You don't hear a response. But you know there's someone in there. Because the rooms, if they're locked, there's someone in there. If they're unlocked, you can't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to bang again. I'm going to knock again, and we're going to... Marathon, are you in here? Okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> a few minutes go by, and then the door lock unlatches. He opens it. It's Udiel standing on the other side. Ah, <sighs> oh, Astraeus. Oh, you seem in better spirits. <laughs> um, do you know where Marathon is? No. No, I, I, I blacked out. Let me actually see if he... Uh... <laughs> oh, God, that's her. Oh, I need you to give me a deck save. Oh, <laughs> Oh no! 
I'm so scared. This is a night of real offense, Karen. I'm so scared. Uh, 21. You've seen this look before. Right? You're no stranger to this. You have, been in, you have both been the one to commit this, but also been one to be on the receiving end of such. And so you step back immediately, almost on instinct. Uh, for any type of vomit rolls, I'll give you advantage from now on. Um, it's great for RP, but useless for anything else. Uh, you just see him just vomit, like a torrent of vomit just on the floor. What is your reaction? And he just wipes his mouth and then looks at you, and he kind of has like a kind of like a shitty grin on his face. <laughs> One of those nights, huh? He just smiles at you, just like. I guess we both had good times. Well, I'm gonna keep trying to look for Marathon. You, uh, you go get some sleep. Closes the door without saying anything. And then you just hear a thud. <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess I'm going to avoid this vomit and I'm going to go check these other doors. Okay. Uh, all right. So if you roll, a th- if I roll a three, you get, oh, okay. You get to this other door, you knock on it. Uh, Mirthal, how deep into sleep are you or your meditation rather? Uh, that's the point. Um, uh, uh, slightly deeper than normal since uh, I'm drunk. Okay. How loud are you knocking? Just a normal knock. You know. Okay. Um, Mirthal, you know what? Roll a D100 for me. Sure. Anything below 24, this awakens you. Uh, I got a 10. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, despite the meditative trance that you're in, um, the alcohol possibly maybe kind of lowered your guards a little bit, and you hear this rapping of knuckles on the on the door. <laughs> You paid any attention? Who is it? Marathon, it's me, Estreos. <laughs> I unlock nor I open it. Whoa. Oof. I know do I notice he's drunk? Like does he show signs of him being drunk? Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. I uh See, you had a good time too, huh? I'm starting to get the picture here. I mean, you're not the only one who ends up drinking their life away. Show me it. Uh, I guess. Um, listen, I'm sorry for all the stuff that's been happening. I just... It's been a lot. And to see that I've been through lies and... I don't, I don't know how much more I could have taken. I'm glad you brought me here. I was at my breaking point. He knows that new. The alcohol is obviously taking effect, whereas, like, he has something he was going to say. He can't remember what he was going to say. Then he knows that new again. He remembers it kind of. We all been there at some point. <clears throat> Well, um, no. Uh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna talk. No, 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 I'll talk to you in the morning. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. 
Okay. Um. Oh. Okay. 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 Um. I guess. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, I'm gonna go home. You go home. <laughs> you return to bed. Uh. Or are you seeking? I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to talk to my god. You gonna try to call Mbakino? No. My God. Okay. Bakino's not my God. Okay. Just making sure. Just, I, want to, I want to make sure see where Estrella stands on this. There's no call. There's no response. Maybe despite all the lies, there is some truth in what they said about the gods being disconnected. Oh. oh, here we go. All right. I'm going to grudgingly call him back, you know? <laughs> uh, alright. Are you going to say his name, or are you going to say something else? Or are you say his, like, actual name? Because you did learn his actual name, I think. Did we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, no, I'm going to call him Mbakino. Okay. You call for Mbakino? <clears throat> There's no response to I'm gonna call him by get got good. Uh, somebody have popcorn? You see, he doesn't want to do your shit now. <laughs> you see, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> I just got a text. Um, you see the lights in your manor one by one begin to ignite, and then they change colors. The color of the flame looks gray, right? Because your eyes can't perceive what colors they are. And then just behind you, you feel the slightest cold breeze nip at your ear. Mm-hmm. And then the rattling of chains. I'm going to turn around. You turn around and you see not the form that you are so used to, but rather... Oh, why am I spiking? Okay, there we go. have to reduce... There we go. Audio. Um, <clears throat> but rather you see the distorted silhouette of a humanoid kind of blurring in and out of out of space with just chains bits of chains jutting out from their body <clears throat> I'm gonna assume you're get got good you would be assuming correctly I ask one thing it doesn't matter what it is don't don't lie. Even if you don't think I need to hear it, don't lie. Do you consent to possibly falling into a similar state as you were before? I'm here now. Well then, by all means, ask. Um, I want to know everything. Everything? Yeah. As I stated before, I, I don't know everything that transpired, but I do know how to give you access to find out what transpired. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And you started it, I'm assuming. <sighs> you went into that uh, noggin of yours? Yeah, just a little bit.
I can give you a name. But oh. you have to be willing to deal with your own devils. No pun intended. Oh, well, actually, that's a lie. Pun intended. <laughs> I'm dealing with one now. I just, well, just don't add. insult me. I am not a devil. You could have fooled me. But anyway, I digress. Yes, I would like the name. The name you're looking for is a Dr. Silver Eyes. A Kiyasi. And someone known as a mentalist. An individual responsible for a Bevelo. Well, not him in particular, but his profession, should I say. Are responsible for how these realms know of a Bevelo. So, what other info can you tell me about what mission we're on now? Anything that we don't know? Anything... I mean, I, I could, but people back at home would be mad at you. Does, does it look like I care if people back at your home would be mad at you? No, but I do, so... But I, 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 you know what? This would be funny. There's, shall we say, someone in your merry band of adventurers. Not all as he seems. And let's just say this individual uh, is playing both sides. Hmm. But who could it be? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm done with you. And I and I try to just I turn around and I walk away. <laughs> that info just like infuriated me. Like as you walk away, he just creeps up behind you, still follows you. We're done. When I say we're done. <sighs> what else do you got? Nothing. I just wanted to be a nuisance to you. And then the lights came, and that cold air that nipped into you was replaced with a warm, comforting breeze. And the sounds of chains start to become distant echoes, as the being known as Get Got Good, the ruinous power that is, disappears. And with that, we will be taking our first break. And we're back. Okay, picking up where we last left off with Mr. Estreas after uh, speaking with the ruinous power known as Get Got Good, or the Dead Dreamer. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make a beeline back to uh, Mirthal. <laughs> okay, you beeline to Mirthal. As you beeline to Mirthal, knock on his door. It's gonna be a frantic knock, though. Okay, like, so you're hitting hard. like boom, 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 uh, boom, boom, Mirthal, boom, boom, boom. how do you respond? Uh, you wanna hear it? Oh, I would. I would assume so. He's 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 hitting the door hard. I open it. What? I can I can I come in? Come in. Um, listen. I understand you're a little drunk right now, but I need you to hear this. 
we have somebody in our group who's working on um, with both sides. With Calvin? I assume so. Who? I don't know. But get got good. Oh God! He's the one who told me. As you say that name, the lights ignite in the room. Why didn't you? Ah! And then you hear, you both feel the cold wind nipping at the back of your ears, and the sound of chains echoing in the distance. And behind you stands Get Got Good, the Great Dead Dreamer. Right one. Little lamb. Green in. I do like an annoyed huff, like. So, uh, Thrills, <laughs> you know I'm not saying their names now, and then you want to summon them, and no, I'm going to do that too. Just an FYI. Um, oh, I, I enjoy this, so he's fine for now. It's mm-hmm. only when it becomes a nuisance that his life is at risk. You can I call him by his true name, or I'm mocking him? You can. Feel free to call me what you wish, little lad. For now, I'm calling you I'm uh, no, no. So. I don't Assume that form. And you see he assumes the form of M. Bach, you know, a humanoid-looking individual, uh, that ringleader-type uh, individual that you see on the poster. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, thank you for the lesson. Setting off. We have a trainer in our midst. Wouldn't be more specific? No. Please. No. This seems to be a very fun game. Wants to play. Let me put it to this way, great one. Are they working with Calgrim or someone else? Are they working with Calgrim or someone else? Yes. You spend their playing two sides, but there are a lot of players involved. How do you determine the two sides? Marries. As blatantly obvious as two sides are in your certain, uh, shall we say, conflict, the third Calgrim conflict, you people need to really get your act together. <laughs> You're not wrong. You people, you weren't even involved in it. I don't even know what happened. I was just thrust into this world. <laughs> I mean, we might be thrust into the world, but one of our uh, traveling companions let him out, so, under our watch. And from what I've been informed, you have knowledge on how to remove Calgrim from existence once and for all. Perhaps. Now, me and that you're so well informed about that. What would it hurt to tell us who played most Because just as beneficial it is for you to be victorious in slaying Calgrim, mm-hmm. it potentially could be victorious for us, yeah. for this individual, to continue being who they are. But here's the thing, right? If for some reason we fail, and Calgrim takes home, and they're from a Yusuf for you. You can't even manipulate have fun anymore. Is that truly what you want? Well, if my fun here comes to an end, so be it. I'm not going to complain. That'll be for my brother to figure out 
exactly how to go forward. It's his game. Miracle, we're not gonna get nothing from him. I don't I don't know why you're even trying anymore. You have so much more fun though. Think about it. You already are. You're moving the chains. And uh let me have a better note with the pain of sight again. Are his chains still wrapped around Astraeus? Yes, there are. Uh, there are chains wrapped around Astraeus. And they're not necessarily just wrapped around Astraeus. It's, again, like a puppeteer. Something similar to Valak's situation. I, I see you have your chains around my friend Astraeus' chains. Perhaps they no longer need to be there. But that's help. You see what? So, people are fainted, and some people are faintless. Those who are bound by the whims of fate are chained to it. Those without no chains, the ones who break them, are free. They're not bound by the whims of fate. But they also have a complicated relationship with it. I no longer am bound by it. I broke my chains. Hmm. I knew the same for you. Does it involve getting away from him? It basically lets you do whatever you want to do, for the most part. Would that put any damper in the plan, right one? I don't know. I'm not all-seeing. I, Like I said, I go based off of what all-seeing individuals tell me. So what's all-seeing individual is God in you now? I think we both know who that is. Okay. So, you didn't know me, uh... angry with me about my chains? Only one way to find out. That is true. That's real. How would you like to be a faintless? I look at Mbakino with like such a very cold, very like not hateful, but it's definitely not like I don't like you. Apathy. Like, yep. It's, yeah. I'm just. I'll play in this game just a little bit longer. So if no women want freedom. I have no problem helping you achieve it. I'm just, I'm just staring at Mbaki note right now, and I just like nod my head and I don't say anything. I just keep looking at him. And yeah, Mbaki note chains wrap me around the room. Are they like going anywhere else? Uh, Mbaki note chains aren't wrapped around him. It's the fact that he looks like chains that are, are on um Australia's. It looks like a marionette. Got yeah. Think of, think of the art of eternal champions. Yeah, I got you. Um, hmm. I wonder how many of us you do have strung up like that. Well, seeing as how you are one of my brother's confidants and his son's <laughs> little lamb, I'll be honest with you this one time, bona fide. Just your friend. Okay. 
So that was more for his well-being mm -hmm. than it was for uh, anything else. Let's just say my chains on him serve a good purpose for him for the time being. And it also serves a good purpose for me. I got to be out of a bevelo. Well, how about this? Is there something we didn't do for you? And you didn't do something for us? Potentially. Uh, it depends. What do you want? I want to know who played both sides so that I am manipulating them the same way they're manipulating everything. Ah, uh, see, I'm sorry. That is just not on the table. <sighs> All right. Marital. Yeah. We have to assume it's everybody. We have to. The only person I trust right now is you because I've known you since the beginning. Well, we all came into the world not knowing of it. See, see, Astraeus just looks in your eyes and he goes, I can't quit you. Can't. <laughs> you are the love of my life. But the thing is. We need allies, and knowing who we trust, who we use, is very important. How, how about this then? You gave me power. Wouldn't you be willing to give us more power, or perhaps a frail some more power? I don't get my powers from him. No, my new on power from him. Just like I learned new powers. I could technically if he's willing, but that would require you to break his chains. Thus is the proper way of becoming a true breaker. Mm-hmm. But that's not a choice I made for him. That's a choice he must make on his own. Indeed. So, what will it be? <laughs> Thus comes a pivotal moment in the campaign. <laughs> <sighs> On the mount. I look at... I look at my mark. And I look at him with disdain. And he looks just at you with no expression. <laughs> And I put my arm out. And I just extend it. So, Mirthal? My tattoos start to glow. The ones that mimic the breakers. Mm -hmm. And my eyes glow in that weird in iridescent color. Mm -hmm. As the uh, faintness sight consumes me, I'm seeing all his shame and I reach out. You reach out, you grab them in one grip, and... You use your breaker ability, and they shatter. As they shatter, M. Bakino disguise disappears. He goes back to looking like Get Got Good. Oh, thank you. If you choose to go home, you are going to cause so much chaos. It's a beautiful thing, honestly. And, little lamb, should you ever find yourself in a bevelo, do find me. I do believe I uh, may have a gift to impart upon you. Well, it's been fun. Well, thank you. Any uh, matter now? Oh yes, my duty is done. Oh, remember to find Silver Eyes if you want to figure out your whole memory problem. 
It's quite a mess. It's absolutely. I'm gonna leave now. Where is he? Uh, Silver Eyes. Oh, last I checked, he was shacked up somewhere up north, uh, doing research. Uh, a mentalist, by the way. Okay. Uh, up north, where you have an image in your head, perhaps? Michelle and me. Um, let me grab my journal with location. Okay, sorry, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I remember the first half of this place's name, I forgot the second half. You are not famous. Enjoy, bro. I tell you right now, you were lucky I got a good roll. Because it was either extending my arm mm-hmm. or I was going to be upset and I was going to attack this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, if you were attacking him, <laughs> we probably would both die, but yeah. Just keeping it honest. He was making, you know, I hate him. So. Oh, no, I, I got you. White Ridge, that's the name of the place. White Ridge. Have I ever been near Shaper? No, you have not, but a while ago you did receive a dream pertaining to White Ridge. Oh, that's that same with the dock, right? Yep, with the snow, the frozen the frozen uh, piers, essentially. Why did I dream of there? Oh, I don't know. You're a great dreamer. Please, be honest with me. Oh, well, it's just one of the many dominoes that I need to topple, and since you just helped me topple one extremely cataclysmic domino, I'll impart or depart the knowledge of where to go. And he touches your forehead, and you feel nothing. And it sinks, his finger sinks into your brain, and as he pulls out his finger, you now have a memory of White Ridge, and you can bound to it. I must be getting get going. My work here in this realm is done. There are other places I need to be. Uh, please don't say my name again anytime soon. As you will, great one. I won't. Good. And like I said, find Silver Eyes. And maybe you might be able to fix those problems. Up there. Don't worry. I'll fix the problem soon. Okay, well then. Take care, little lamb. And I want to say it was fun, but stubborn and he just and then the light vanishes and the chains disappear and the warm breeze returns so what does this mean fateless it means that the aspects can no longer find you that mess you here he can't trap you anymore he can't see you in prophecies they're completely blind to the ones they can't predict their outcomes anymore. It means that literally whatever you choose to do can't happen. You're not bound by the wheel of fate. You're not bound by anything. You go learn the path to the greater light and then you pretty much learn anything yes man show me a champion there's nothing you can't do nothing but infinite possibility it basically sums up who you men since the moment i met you now i'm just saying reality as well i think 
I think we should uh, get ready to go soon. Well, you interrupt me meditating twice now. I'm so wounded from the last encounter we had. Give me about three more hours to rest. Yeah, I should be okay to go, and then we grab old Neil and head to the others. Find the wrong, and then go find the mentors of yours. I know where to go now. Um. So. Um. The main problem of the room, I don't know who it is. But I have to fit now if we go over after. You said you still hurt? I go to and I use cure wounds. Okay. At the second level. Go ahead, roll the dice. Roll the dice, good sir. Mm, yes. Give me one second. Oh, we have to resume to the, the combat that's going to be occurring soon. You mean, you, mean you, can always, you can always take your time, hopefully you get a full rest, and then remember Mike, to come back. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I don't need a rest. Let's just go. I'm ready. Let's keep going. <laughs> I mean, Darnum, the character, is all on board. But Sean, the player, is like, you know what? Let's get everybody here first. To, uh, let's, let's even this out. Okay, four, five, nine, I'm doing well. my best to balance playtime for everyone and have interesting combat. Uh, 17 total health. Okay, so you get back 17, Mirthal. Alright, that brings me up to 41 out of 87. Never to ask you pretty good. Um, I guess we should head back to the other now then. Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I think it's a lot better. Alright, let's go get on with you then. Come on. He's not gonna like this. <laughs> I know. So you return to Udil. Mm -hmm. You open, you knock on the door. He responds. You guys are bounding back to Ankars. Yeah. Okay. You bound back to Ankars. And what as you the bound, fuck? Where, where exactly in Ankars? On the grounds or inside the mansion? No, on the ground. It's kind of ramp inside somebody's house. Okay. You bamf outside and you just see a city ablaze. Um, not as bad as it was beginning, right? But you do hear the sound of distant battles. And then you see in the distance, just in the slight, ever so distance, just like a whale cry, right? Like a cry of a whale. And this large flying whale, essentially, is what the body looks like. And then where the fins would be are these long, tendrilous feelers. And it looks like it's kind of heading towards this tower. Uh, set up in the middle of the city. I and with that, summon my okay. Mate, Slayer. Okay. Uh, what are you doing? I'm gonna take out my dagger. Okay. Holy shit. Udil is completely fucked up right now, but he takes out his maul, I think it was a maul, or a greatsword, mm -hmm. and he's ready, and I'm assuming you guys just run towards that direction? Yeah. yeah. As you guys run towards that direction, Udil kind of huffing because he's still inebriated, uh, we're going to be cutting to Valak and Darnum. You guys just made it to the city hall. Uh, essentially, we're passing for the city hall. Um, <clears throat> and you see what looks like hundreds upon thousands of people kind of huddled inside this tower. And they're absolutely terrified, but they're being protected by these valiant warriors. Ankar approaches his people. Take him back to my place. It is a lot safer than here. And then you guys hear the same whale cry in the distance. <clears throat> As this giant whale monster... Uh, begins to fly the similar description towards you. You guys see it, and you see this strange psionic uh, scion. Uh, sci oh, I can't say it. Cyan 
um, like color kind of start to build and exude from its mouth, kind of like Godzilla's atomic breath going and it's opening its mouth. And as it begins to open its mouth, you just hear the sound. And I need you guys to give me um, uh, deck saving throws, not deck saving throws, um, perception rolls. Sorry. Oh, uh, that's very different. Balak and Darnum. Okay. Perception. Oh. Oh. Wow, that oh, sucks ass. Nine. Nine ass? All right. 22. <laughs> you said, Darnum? Yeah. Valak, you don't see it. Uh, you don't You don't hear anything, but you just all of a sudden feel this tremendous amount of gust batter against you. Darnum, you do too, but you hear in the distance what sounds like the, essentially the flapping of monstrous wings. And as this whale-like monstrosity begins to open its uh, maw, you just see a talon that's about three times the size of this creature grip it and then drag it into the dark. Darnum, uh, if you look, do you guys have um, do you guys have dark vision? Um, I don't have yeah, dark I do. vision. I got the eyes of creation. Yeah. You have the eyes of creation. You, Darnum, see aether and like massive aether energy in the silhouette of a large dragon, oh. a, like humongous, titanous dragon. And Valak, you see what looks like a monstrosity, monstrously huge dragon just grab this creature and it squeezes its talon, uh, trisecting it into three different parts and spilling it across the city and just fly back into the night. Did that shape look familiar to me, Shaper? Uh, like a particular eternal dragon that I that we that I I, I, I made. I would say just just for the sake of brevity, yes, it looked like Sagravir. <laughs> oh, oh, I was really scared for like two seconds there. <laughs> then Darnum says that in character. You, you see, Darnum, you see, like Evident was looking at Darnum. He has a look of panic on his face as the atomic breath is powering up. Then it gets snatched in the air. Then he jump. Then you know, startled. Then once he realizes, like, oh, okay, false alarm. Don't worry. We're Wait, good. Are we safe? Was that? Was that a good dragon? Or was that a really bad dragon? Oh yeah, that's you good. You see, Valkyrie was actually starting to sweat a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Darnum isn't hiding how much he was sweating. Oh no, that, that's Sar- that's uh, Sargavir. He's he's he, you know the dragon that no, no, he's with us. Don't worry, he's 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 good. He's good. All right, but and then uh, okay, sorry. I was gonna say, uh, Ankar, we good to move forward? There might be more people in danger. We're more than safe. Let's return back to the manor uh, and escort these people back. The riders are here. And you want me to double check? You, Anyone needs help that might be as, lost? As you ask that, you see what looks like a squadron of similar to the strange looking warriors that you saw before, mounted upon smaller versions of the dragons just sweep across the city. You hear the sounds of just uh, the dying cries of those monstru- monstrous calls you heard before as they are just uh, silenced. And it just sweeps through the city, this entire legion of these dragon riders of sorts. I think you'll be fine. Or rather, we'll be fine. Valak? Uh, Valak wants to do a perception check. Just to... He's going to close his eyes and try to see if he can hear anyone that's in danger. He can just okay. try to sense if, if anyone needs help. So. Someone trapped in a building, cat stuck in a tree. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's just trying to be really helpful. Can you hear Uno gasping for air? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what type of role was this again? Perception. 
Perception. Ooh, dirty 20. Dirty 20? Yes. You don't hear any sort of cries aside from the ones of the thousands upon thousands of people who were in the city hall. There, it seems like whatever part of the city hadn't been destroyed or attacked, they made their way to city hall or they either went to Ankar's place or were guided there by the other Gorin throughout the entire city. Because the city's huge. It's a sprawling metropolis. Um, so obviously and, I can't reach that. I can't hear that far. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Ankar, you want me to stay behind, double check? Just in case, so what, what should we do? No, I think the best course of action would be to guide these people back to my place and then think of what to do next. And I'll make sure to make sure that this city is kept clean. The Dragonairs are here, as well as the Gorin. This is the safest place to be. Well, we gotta we gotta be ready in case Calgrim is actually here. Just in I case. Don't think, I don't think Calgrim would be here, but is a good idea. I'll send some men to scout the perimeters. Okay, that's a good idea. Val could go up ahead with, uh, who, who, what are these troops? These uh, which ones? The, the ones riding the dragons or the ones? The dragons. Those are referred to, he referred to them as dragonairs. Okay. I had no idea, just asking. All right. Uh, understandable. Val, take front and then. We'll head back to Manor. Make sure everyone's safe. About halfway back, you run into Mirthal, Udil, a very inebriated and exasperated Udil, and Astraos. Oh! And you see, you guys are reunited with Ankar, who is being escorted, who's escorting on hundreds of thousands of people back towards his place. Um, <clears throat> and they're accompanied above by these dragon riders, as well as the Gorin on the ground. What the hell happened? Oh, you missed the party. As you see, like, uh, you see, like, like, Valak and I are just doused in whatever blood and fluids these guys are. Like, you see my whole right arm is just caked in rain matter. Mmm, you, you guys smell great. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you, you missed the party. Um, some party. Yeah, uh, Is everybody okay? Anybody hurt? Uh, we're, we're doing okay. I'll just be on guard. Calgrim might be here. It's looking bad right now. So. Yeah, anybody see him? Cause we didn't see him, me, no, but. He will probably be causing mayhem if he was here. And he points I mean... and he looks around. He's like, buildings destroyed on fire. There's a giant fish. Cave no, I mean, he'll be taught and nonstop. And you'll see people dropping dead. He wouldn't need to do all that. True. He probably would have found us by now. Yeah. Would you so kindly? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I'll break that motherfucker right now. Let's go, bitch. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we could use some healing, but for now, let's head back to Manor first and uh, make sure people are safe. Let's go. Uh, Ankar, do you have any idea which um, Calvin forces were behind us? I would like to lean towards Narad. Oh. His specialty revolves more of the bio matter. It's absolutely revolting. Well, we have even more reason to kill him. I'll pull out the the flat the the, the half potion ball of the black of the black acre. I believe this is this is his calling card. Uh, what, what you described? And Astraeus. 
pulls out the vial of this like black ichor that's who pulls out the black ichor? Darnum. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, from what oh. from the stories you've told me, I think this is his calling card. Wait, who has the red ichor, by the way? I forgot. Oh, Darnum. Darnum. Is it Darnum? Okay. Yeah, remember, oh. remember, no one, no one told told him what it is. Yeah. So he's just thinking he's carrying a potion around. What? Uh, why did you have that in your hand? Well, the first one of these things that that came trying to ambush ambush the three of the three of us and I motioned towards Valakin and Ankar decided to attack us on the grounds. I look at Marathon. Do you remember what that's from? Yeah, and uh on the horns that we have in the here. forest. Yeah. What how the hell has it gotten all the way over here? Remember Remember Rain as well? Well, the, the body we got this off was a was a hodgepodge of just of like there was parts of Strix, Eldekin, human. Did you, did you defeat it with fire or? Oh no! I no I I bludgeoned it to death with my fists and then it just decomposed. Maybe he made some modifications. Well, we have to see if fire still works. We don't know yet. We know that that was that weakness from before. Well, I on the millions around. I'll may say, not be anymore. Shaper, did I happen to Would notice I... if there's any more of those if, from the other things that we fought, similar with that same kind of black ichor? No. Interesting enough, the like I said with the fish people, they um were kind of like uh their blood was more of that uh, horseshoe crab color. Right. And then the other creature didn't even have blood. It was literally raw etheric energy kept into this like contain of this armor and then erupted violently when it was killed. Okay, well, all right. So the only thing that Drop this black ichor was the early four monstrosities you you three have well, fought. Well, I'm, I'm gonna look at Marathon. I go, no, not all the enemies, because look, they're covered in blood, and it's not black. Yeah, true. One of one of the things that that Valak killed was just nothing but etheric energy that that seeped out instead of instead of bleeding. Oh, can, can I have that potion, please? Because if it gets on any one of us. Uh, it it will not be good. Let me just put it in my kit. <laughs> Let me just put that in my kit. I'll just I'll just like very I'll very carefully hand him the the, the, the black acre. Get out here okay. and like I was gonna toss it to you until you said that. Like oh you know what? I'm gonna very gently place it into your hand. It is warm to the touch. Also, would you happen to have the red potion as well? What? Oh yeah. Hang on. You just, you, you Even more careful with that one. You see, I will you, tell you this. You see him reach for it with his dirty hand, but then reach like pat with his left hand and grab it and pull it no, out. No need to take the potion out. I want you to have it. But I need you to know it will give you great strength if you need it, but probably at the cost of your life. Because you will become enraged until you are no longer enraged. I'm being very vague, but I think you kind of understand what that means. You, you, you like, like I the kind of the nervousness, the, the kind of you know, he, he like darn him, like s s like serious face. Yeah, I, I get it, and I just put it back. I get it. Uh, hey, uh, Darnum. Yeah. Mind Valak if could Valak could get that. I don't. Are you sure? I think I feel like maybe if there comes a time when 
I need to save you. This will be a this will come in handy. It might be last 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 resort. Trust me, you strong like Balak, but you got muscles. I mean, you got the brains, you know. I don't so, know. I think if someone goes down, it should not be you. So I I don't think we should give it to you because we I don't know if we can control your wolf form normally. Have you, you enraged? Did, did you die you go, though? Yeah, but you're completely enraged. You're not gonna know friend from foe. You're you're just gonna attack everybody until your anger is sated, which is more than likely you're dead. We've seen this work before. That's okay. It'll be fine. We have to worry about taking Calgram down more than anything. You know, for I'll, now, just, uh, I'll just I'll just hang on to it for now. We'll, yeah. we'll, let's let's cross that bridge when we get to it. How, how's gotcha. how's that sound? We're obviously walking talking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you're doing that, um, you guys arrive at the manor. Ankar turns to you. My man and I are going to sweep the city and make sure there aren't any stragglers as well as Calgrim isn't around as well, just in case. Alright, we're ahead to Northern Ship and then move on to the wrong. Also, be careful if you see anyone bleeding black, looking like blood, but it looks like a goo or icker or something. That's very bad. Do not let anyone touch that. Yeah, I'm sure it a long time, man. Burning alive. Yes, try burning it. Try fire. Fire is its supposed weakness. And as you say that, he summons the fire blade. Now it <clears throat> I wish you all the best on your journey to dealing with Narad. You oh, uh, that reminds me. <laughs> Uh, someone who's intimate with Narad will be waiting for you at the Skyport. They know the ins and outs of the neighboring area, shall we say. Alright. Ankar, you'll be okay? I'll be more than okay. Thank you for your concern, Valak. And please, do not die, any of you. Well, we make no best. promises, but we'll do our best. And Donham, you especially. I have to teach you more of the Gorin ways. Yes, there's a lot more I need to learn, and I'll, I'll just I'll just I'll just summon my copy of the Peacemaker. I can do this. I I got I got one. Apparently, you have the whole set. I just... And I have the real one too. That's a item to show you at another time. I think there are more important matters to attend to. Champions, best of luck. And then you, and then you see the Dragonairs fly behind him. They begin, and then they break. Uh, phalanx formation and fly down to the various different locations of the city as he and the Gorin march through. I think we should help. I think we should go around, see if there's any things we need to clean up, I think, take care of, anybody we need to help. You know, you want to see if most of them would like to. They got that well in hand. We need to stop new forces from launching the other attack. Okay. And just as a minor detail, you guys notice there is like a massive dragon just like flying around the city. Also, we got Sagavir. He's gonna he's gonna do a lot of the heavy lifting. And I occasionally, it lets out like an etheric breath that just like scorches an area, and then he just flies off and he comes back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're good. So, what are we gonna do? We're hopping on the ship. We're heading to the the rock. And then. Also, there's some other things I'm, I'm a little concerned about as well, considering the timing of this particular attack. 
Yeah, the men and women decide to go after him, he attacks. Not to mention uh, the fact that this only started the moment that three of us had three of us left. Uh, so, mm -hmm. uh, Darnum, Nithostreos. Uh, I, Valak starts seeing patterns happen. This is, this is now second time this happened to Valak. When, you mean when we flew up? Uh, not just split up, but, um, when pretty much we went to, uh, went to go see Ankar and we split up because it's weird. So when Balak and, uh, our, my other good friend, uh, Udia, we went to, uh, Bevelo and then we came back and then Ankar was like, you know, in a statue. Udil's there, by the way, he's sloshed. Like he's, he doesn't know whether he doesn't know that today is a day that ends with a Y. Let's just put it that way. Is there anything that I could do, Shaper, that could you know, uh, wake him up a bit? You know of nothing physically aside from time, uh, and possibly you know of, of certain medicinals uh, that can be applied, but you don't have access to them. Okay, I also uh, I would wanted to be awake for a lot of this, but. Uh, He's gonna have to sleep this off. All right. Yeah, we'll put him back on the ship for now. Okay. And are you guys going back to the ship? Yeah. Yes. As you go back to the ship, standing um, alongside Somper is about a male, probably about six feet tall, has uh, kind of like a potato brown type of hair. It's kind of unkempt. Um, he stands there tall. His left eye has like a claw mark over it, and he's wearing like an eye patch over it um he's wearing what looks like typical denim and what looks like a leather j like jacket of some kind and a black shirt and he's holding what looks like a firearm of some kind uh lever action rifle to be precise for the players just standing beside her uh, hail there hello G good evening i will be accompanying you to deal with that uh yeah, and you notice he's wearing a pendant, by the way, guys. It's a pendant of the... It, wait, you guys know about the Order of the Ceaseless Dawn, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I think Darnum is the one who doesn't know. Oh, okay. So, Mirthal, you see the pendant around his neck, as well as Valak and Astraos. Oh, and who might you be, friend? <sighs> the name is Clifford Russ. I will be accompanying you to deal with, like I said, that asshole named Mirad. Ankar's paying me. Uh, I'm, we'll just say I'm a contractor for the Order of the Ceaseless Dawn. And he's been a thorn in our side for quite some time. Oh, cool. Well, Valak put the sand out. Me, Valak, Master of Champions. Pleasure to meet you, Valak. He puts his hand out to shake yours. Shake hands. Oh, I guess uh, no offense, but some of you guys actually stink. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, Mirathal, you do that thing? Val got, like, some, like, weird black goo from, like, fish. I'll pressing the sensation on all of us and clean us all up. Also, after hearing Val said, I'll look over to his trails. Well, it was it was actually more of a purplish when we got it, so it dried up. So it's, it's not the stuff that you, that you warned us about. Okay, we, we fresh now. Sorry if we stink before. Uh, I'm just saying... It's usually good if you're going to go on a hunt. 
clear out any scents, especially the type of monstrosities Narad has? Yeah, I would say the, I would say the rest of you know, would know this guy better than I would. Yeah, something like that. Oh, no, you're not cognizant. Let me help you get comfortable. He's, he's like teetering back and forth. His like one eye's like eyebrows raised over the other, and he just looks at you. He's like finding very difficult finding balance. Yeah, I'm gonna help him get to one of the rooms, and once we're in there, I'm gonna search them. Okay. I'm looking for anything that might allow him to uh, basically talk to somebody who's not us. Give me an investigation roll. Okay. See if you, you can find anything on him. Uh, since he's so drunk, do I have a mantis? Yes. Yeah, I think. Nah, damn me, I wrote no. Alright, that's a seven. A seven? You search him. Nothing out of the ordinary. You pat him down. You do the frisk. You cup his uh, junk a little bit, right? Um, <laughs> can't get him to cough. So uh, I did the cough. You see a balloon just pop out of his butt. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Valg's like, oh, there's my balloon. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> oh, no. Um, but you don't find anything other than his regular accoutrement on him. Mm-hmm. That's right. seven with advantage? Yeah, yeah, I roll a one and a, and a four. I'm sorry, a five. Gotcha. Damn. Okay. So while you're doing that, what is Darnum doing? What is Valak doing? And what are. Well, we'll start with Darnum first, since he's next in the order. Uh, uh, Captain Darnum Hod, I'll make sure you get. Let's get you situated, find your place on the ship. There's also a bar, if you're, if you're one to imbibe. Uh, before a hunt, I don't really want to dull my senses, as it were. And understood. There's there's also other you know there's actual sustenance here as well. It's not just booze. That'll hit you up on though. There you go. That'll definitely take you up on. I, I see you um, met Son Per. She can get you, you know, she can get you acclimated. If there's anything else you need, she's gonna. Well, yeah, Son and I go back a little bit. We're very intimately acquainted, and you see Son Per kind of like looks away for a second. Oh. <laughs> I'll just I'll, I'll give I'll give her that knowing look like oh I see, wink. And she she kind of like looks away. She starts like. Shuffling, just like she like makes like five feet away from you guys. Oh, I'm just, like, oh, I like you know what? I'm gonna need you to stick around a lot longer. If I get her to do this, this is this is fantastic. Opportunity of attack, no. A straight still no. Sorry. You see, all of a sudden, an axe just flies out of nowhere and strikes. More Ryan and Matt again. Yeah. <laughs> Up well. If any if anyone else needs anything, I'll just I'll I'll head to my quarters, get myself situated, and then I'll be back out so we can discuss. What we're, you know, we'll go over we'll go over some strategy. Captain Han, uh, I would like to speak with your team in regards to potentially what we may be going up with. I don't know Narod's grounds. I haven't been to them specifically, but dealing with what we've had to hunt in the order, there might be similar creatures on the grounds or deeper within his facility, as it were. Oh my! So I'd like to inform you that so you guys are best prepared for what you're dealing with. Right. I'll be providing support from outside. All right. So what I'll, do you I'll... guys hunt? We hunt things that shouldn't be. Ah. Okay. Does I used get... to hunt vampire, but uh, well, actually, that's how I came across some Purr one day. But uh, that's a different story for a different time. Ain't that right, Purr? <laughs> I call it Purr for a different reason. And he winks at you, Darnum. 
Val kind of gives like the rock and you eyebrow. See, you see Son Per just is gone. She's not like you look around, she's nowhere in sight. <laughs> oh, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy every second of this. <laughs> but uh, I would like to speak with your team about that. All right, give us. I was like, give us thirty. We could all you can all meet down at the bar. You can walk us through what we need to know. Absolutely. Um, and Valak, what would you like to do? Uh, Valak's gonna say, Darnum, make sure you rest up, though. We we did a couple battles recently, so you gotta rest up too. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty all right to be honest. You you on the other hand, you need to rest. You need to just take take a breather. Ah, uh, Valak needs a fucking drink. That's what Valak needs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well you got thirty minutes. Let's go. Okay. Um, and now going to Asteris, what would you like to do? I'm sir? gonna look for Marathol. You're gonna look for Marathol? Yeah. You go easy enough. Uh, just give me an investigation roll with advantage. Uh, Marathol, did you leave uh, Udil's room after you searched him or no? No, not yet. Okay, so you're still there. All right, yeah. So, yeah. Got, got a bit more cupping to do, you know. Just. Oh okay, no, not making sure there ain't anything I'm missing. Gotta take his temperature. Yeah. No, check his room. I'm assuming this is his room. Easy enough. Within one, you arrive in this room as soon as he gets done patting down Mirthal and searching. You open the door and you see uh, Mirthal searching Udia. Are you? You, you kind of catch him right when he cups his junk. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> is that one is uh, not one is no, it's the right time. Come in. Hey yo! What are you doing? Checking to see if he's the one we were warned about. Oh, are they alright? Okay. Yeah, that's no one dropped it here. Oh, no, that's that balloon you were talking about. Oh my god! <laughs> that's so smart. I'm gonna use detect magic to see if I find anything magical on him. You see several magical things on him. Um. There's one though that looks a little strange, and it's deep into his pocket. Uh -oh. Like it kind of, there's like a hole in his pocket, and it kind of fell into the the hole. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna try to see if I can get that. Go to his pocket. Yeah. Okay. You know where it is with detect magic, mm -hmm. and you reach into his pocket, and you feel it feels like a ring. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to take it out of his pocket slowly, calmly, without trying to like make it seem out of whack where he notices I'm rummaging. Slight of hand. Slight of hand. Okay. Yeah. He is drunk, so you do have advantage. That'll be okay. Okay, that'll be 19 total. 19 total. Yeah. Easy enough. Again, he's incredibly inebriated, point where he's blackout drunk. So you reach in and gingerly just pull it out. You see what looks like a <clears throat> now a platinum band. And inscribed along the platinum band is a strange writing in the language that you do not know. Okay, it's not abyssal or anything. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna show Marathon. Mm -hmm. Like, would you know what this is? Do you know this language? You what? Uh, you do not know this. You do not know this language either. No, I do not. Uh, you don't have anything that deciphers language, right, Mirthal? Like a helmet or anything, or no? Uh, no, I do not. I don't have eyes in the room, keeper, or anything. So. Gotcha. Okay, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna use um, identify on the ring. Okay. Uh, ring. Ritual or spell? No, the spell. Okay. Uh, I gotta. I'm gonna get a pearl. I'm gonna get a pearl and an owl feather that I have in my pouch. I'm gonna right. take it out and I'm gonna use it. Okay. And what is? Uh, read the effects of identify. Okay, you can choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it is a magic item or some other magic imbued object, you learn the properties of how to whether it requires attunement to use and how many charges it has, if any. You so, and I also learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. And if it was created by a spell, I'll learn which spell created it. So, you. Learn that this item is called the uh, Ring of the Herald. Ring of the Herald, okay. Yeah. Ring of the Herald. Um, it upon those that wear it, they are granted to um, what do you call it? Uh, invisibility, the ability to become invisible, right? So long as they wear it. Mm. But it, once you take it off for the day, your invisibility wears off. And if you do anything that can break invisibility, like attack or anything like that, it also breaks invisibility. So, so long as you wear it, you perpetually can be invisible. As long as you don't do anything that breaks invisibility, or you remove the ring, and the ring has a strange function, it seems, to act as a what you are familiar with as like or ascending stone. Oh, what I could do, I could imbue the item with yeah. a message or something. Right. So there is there is like a two way communication type of thing going on. It's, this thing is like a. It's he's communicating. Oh, and it does require attunement. Sorry. This ring, it's a way of communication, and he could become invisible with this. Taint your ring. Okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to the ring. Not gonna put it on. Oh, you have to attune to it anyway. Yeah, I have to attune to it right now. So no, I'm gonna put it in my pocket right now. And question for you, Ashrails, can you only send it to one person or anyone? Give me one second, because I think I saw... So what was the question, Ernie? Uh, whether he could send a message to anyone or the only one person. Well, it well it looks like it's a, uh, a two-way communication. And he sends a message, and he gets a message back. Yeah. Send it to multiple people. I just know that he sends it somewhere, and he gets a message back. Okay. Because if it's to one person, then we'll know if he's a trainer. I, uh, I have an idea. Um, it involves... We're gonna have to wait it out. Mm-hmm. If he is the traitor, if he is a bad guy, he's gonna be very flustered when he doesn't have his ring. Yes, it's true. And well, I've been thinking about it for those. There's two likely outcomes. There have been two people around that when things have gone wrong. It's O'Neill and Ankar. Both of which are horrible options. Yeah, oh, I, I I don't know who to trust right now. This is so damning right now. I, I don't understand. But at the same token, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but... No, but this is... 
I mean, um, to be fair, and Mark no could be fucking with us as well. But I don't think he is. No, I think he's happy that I was no longer bound. So I think he's able to be free and not mess with us right now. I think this is this might be tough. Do you know Odile at all? Not as well as I like. Unfortunately, he has disappeared a few times throughout our journeys here. But do you know how he came here? No, not came here. Like, do you know his how how he acts, how he responds to certain things? Because I have a very crazy idea. I don't know. I mean, he's been pretty calm, and he's. Always seem to have our back outside that, no. Because I don't really know how this message thing works. I don't know if it's a worded message or if he could record himself and send himself. Well, remember, I could change myself to look like somebody. Can you change the voice in your head? I could change everything about me when I come in contact with somebody for an hour. Well, I mean, you traveled with him for more than an hour already, my friend. I know, I just don't know him like that. I don't know. I haven't been really paying attention to you people. I've been more in my head than I have really trying to help. Well, we need you now, my friend. Okay, I'm going to need you, and I'm going to do it too. We're going to have to pay attention to him. Because something seems really off with this ring. Yep. Uh, maybe can we send that darn them though? Drama! <laughs> I would say Malik is from another world as well, but he might spill the beans. And we're gonna try to use the trainer. We can't have that happening. Do you think we can trust Arnold? I would like to, but right now, I trust everybody here. And now, as you can see, this is what my trust has become. This isn't something light. We're in the midst of something. This is. This is war. People are dying. I say we don't tell Darnum right now. Alright. Now we know what we have to do. Keep doing what's about you. And you know what we need to do. Here, I need you to keep the ring. Alright. Yeah, I'll uh, pop in the ring. Then you see you hear the sound of drums playing in the background. Don't do 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 no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we use the eels? And in this ring, he poured his mat out. <laughs> so, the other things that he has on them, they're just normal magical things? They're normal, okay. yeah. Run of the mills stuff. And actually, most of it isn't really that magical. It's pretty, it's like plus one armor and stuff like that. So, understand. Yeah. This ring is the only thing that stands out. I think you should let him sleep at all. So that plan. And uh, I'll leave the room. 
Okay, Astraeus? I'm gonna help him to his bed. Okay. Lying down. Then we're gonna. Then I'm gonna go. Okay. And you follow suit. And with that, we will be taking our second break of the night. And then we'll be continuing from there. Uh, so yeah, uh, smoke them if you got them. And we're back. Um, so picking up where we left off. We will have the group meet in the, uh, essentially the mess hall, where uh, Darnum, Valak, Cliff, I'll say Darnum, Mirthal, Valak, Cliff, and Astraeus will meet and talk about plans of action and potentially threats they may encounter while uh, on the grounds of one Dr. Xander Narad. Uh, so who will be leading us in? Uh, actually, I'll be I'll be behind the bar serving drinks to whoever whoever needs them as as the as the as the planning goes forward. Well, when we walk into, you seem to know his defensive well enough. I know the outside perimeter. I've been scouting it for quite some time, and <laughs> on, as the request from Ankar, he's paying the uh, order quite well, and I was able to. Basically, create a rough layout of what at least the potential defenses are. I'm going to be outside covering for you guys, so you guys can go in, take care of what you have to take care of. Hopefully, doesn't none of you get killed and uh, extract out. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're going to be given uh, essentially high-powered explosives to make sure this place is turned to nothing but rubble. No, that's helpful. See, Valk spit his drink out. Now, we see some of the creatures that attack the city, meaning that he's down the outside. What have you seen? So, he has several of these weird dogs, shall I say, uh, patrolling the area pretty much at night on the outside. During the day, if you choose to go during the day, which I don't advise, uh, he has what they look like Eldekin. And by all means, they could pass for Eldekin, but there's slight discolorations in their skin, and they uh, they aren't Eldekin, to say the least. Uh, he's done things to them to make them into what they are. All right. And have you seen him? I haven't seen Narad from what I've uh, from what I can assume. I have no information in regards to his exact whereabouts, but if he is in this location, which I hope he is he's going to be deep within his research station. From what I found out, based off of uh, geoscans that we've done, courtesy of the order, free of charge, uh, this has a subterranean level. Darnum, Smallet, any questions you want to ask? Is there anything that we can do to... To protect ourselves, I was imagine you would know, but I imagine I'd like to that you've had more dealings with them. Anything so, we can do to protect ourselves. Something, something that I've noticed on all these creatures—they tend to spit out this uh, black substance. It's really disgusting. What? I've, I've, the what? Uh, black substance? Like oh. a black slime. Oh no! Not all of them. So, like the dogs, for instance, they can spit this out. I've lost a couple of good men because of it. Uh, if you have knowledge, please, please share it. Uh, your name's Astraeus, right? Yeah, it's like a... It takes over. I, it, I don't want to say it's like a zombie, but it's 
It's not good. It rewrites the program. Yeah, it, it is not good. What no, they absolutely turn into. not. Uh, We've discovered that Fire works on it the best. Yes. Um, but there are variants of the Icker, from we understood, various ones um, based off of certain colors that have other added effects. We had one uh, guy get dosed with this strange red Icker. Um, <laughs> thankfully, he was attacking everything in front of him, and we were behind him. But then his heart burst out of his chest. Yeah. Mm. And all his blood evaporated. Mm. And, I, and I look at Valak, and then I look at Dornum. I was like, yeah, I, I know what that red one does. I've, I've definitely come into contact. <sighs> so are you saying not get close, right? Well, I'm saying don't get spit on or don't touch the... If you see anything that's like a black slime or a red slime... Try to avoid it. Don't drink it or eat it, because at least from what I've seen, it's it's not a good time. You're you're gonna die. I haven't seen anyone survive it. So light it on fire. Cool. Light light it on fire. Yeah, fire seems to be the best option here. Uh, there are rumors. I don't know how true there are. There are potentially other colors of slimes. I there's somewhere out west over in uh, Resh, uh, where we're dealing with one of his uh, sleeper cells that were over there. A uh, buddy of mine said that there might be an orange colored one that. Uh, turns the host into essentially uh, raw biomatter. What the po- what the point of that is, I don't know. It just yeah, and then the icker itself just disappears. Wow! All right. Uh, rumors. Rumors. Um, okay. Um, also, he can clone people. By the way. Oh, I feel like you, I feel like you should have led with that. Oh, I apologize. I didn't think I, I thought death slime was a little bit more important than cloning people. Yeah, well, th- how do we know that you're not a clone? See? Yeah, that, that, that's kind how of quick a... that turns into a bigger problem. That is a very valid point. So, wait. I'm not a clone. Prove it. You're an asshole. I mean, if I feel like a clone would say that. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knows that. Well, I don't know you. I mean, there's no way to prove that I'm not a clone other than the fact that me telling you, we don't know each other that well. We just met. So it's a logical thing to say. So, but it's it's safe to say that maybe perhaps Narod could clone himself. I I don't think I'm a clone, but I'm just I'm putting all the cards on the table for you guys. I'm just saying, how how does he? Do you happen to know how he manages to get what he needs to make clones of people? Uh. Some sort of biomatter DNA. That that's basically it. But it needs to be of that individual. That's how it works. And I'll just look to the rest. Of, and you've never been around Narod long enough to take any DNA, right? I've never physically been around Narod. No. Uh, I have the fateless by the way. Good. Uh, you eye the fateless him, and you notice he has no chains on him. Hmm. Oh, and you also notice. Oh wait, no, that's not. Never mind. Different, different character. Oh. We was about to get some tidbits. I oh, know. Is it, do you bleed red blood or like black gooey stuff? Uh, last I checked, it was red, and I like to keep it inside my body. All right, I think we have bigger fish to fry. Um. When I I defeated not in the rod, they have any chains either, right? I don't think you eye the fateless him. No. Fuck. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, Norton. Might you and your thing? Oh! I'll just pop on the eyes of creation and 
you see that he's made up of living energy, but you notice a distortion where the eye is. Where the, the, the sorry, not the not the the full eye, but the, the eye that has the eye patch over it. Is it similar to like the void energies that from anything from a Bevelo? Yes. Okay. Curious. Hmm. I'll just glance over to Mirthal, and just like just to do like a quick like side glance over to, over back towards Russ, Clifford. Did you say? Yeah. What? Sorry, just uh, just a thing I noticed. Uh, you're not hiding anything, are you? Oh, you're talking about my eye. And he lifts it up. You notice that there is... The eye is completely gone. And in there seems to be what looks like shards of lovium. I got this beauty a couple years back. Or a few years back now. I was with an expedition team to the north of uh, uh, Valru. I was contracted to bring a team similar to yours <clears throat> to an excavation site. And this is the memento I was left with. Well, uh, if that's giving you any discomfort, maybe I could take a look at it at some point. Maybe if I if I get some, if I get if I got the tools and the time, I can try to uh, extricate that from here. Some other time, I think we have more uh, important matters oh, rather yes, you yeah. folks do. Yeah, once... and he lowers he lowers the eye patch and the scar that the, the, like the three claw marks there. Like this guy used to be incredibly handsome potentially, but. That really fucked up. Now he's that like part of his eye. Yeah. I got you. All right. I uh, guess we keep moving. Right. Wait. On second thought, that might be a way that you may realize I'm not a clone. My defect. You can't clone a defect. Yeah, because if if I would imagine if you clone someone, you, they would be just attacked. Unless he went through the extra effort of fighting some more lobium shards and jammed it into the clone's eyes as well. That is very true. Do you think he's a, he's that he's that uh, pedantic? He seems one more obsessed with his research than getting details correct. If that makes sense, I, I haven't met him personally, but from the MOs I've heard from other people that barely make it out with their lives intact, or those that uh, don't rather, because dead men tell a lot of tales <laughs> that people don't really listen to. I see. Well, I can. I'll. I'll let Sanpur know we're going to be ready to set sail, and just you just let us know where to go. All right. So, and he takes out a map of Alataria. It's this large, sprawling uh, landmass. And he points kind of to like the uh, the northeastern part of the map, and he points right there, and he circles it for you guys. That's where you're going to want to go. That's the Morning Forest, spelled mourning as in someone mourning from the death of a loved one. It comes from the stories of uh, apparently the uh, lumber industries that were there a long time ago claimed that whenever they axed into a tree, it would cry. Hmm. Don't know exactly how true that is. I haven't found any proof of that. I don't really stick in Alataria too much. I prefer Zenosha. It's more of uh, my scene. Sometimes I like to go to uh, Motarin, but just those two realms. Fair enough. All right. And if you need a picture, here's a picture. I've been told that one of you can teleport. 
and also here are the coordinates and he hands you Darnum the coordinates so that you can use your basically your fast your FTL to get to the location. Right, I'll, just, I'll take that. I'll, be, I'll take that up. And then I'll just I'll head I'll head head over to the bridge. Get a little, so we can start so the course. Now, one thing I will tell you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not going in there with you, but I will be providing any support from the outside that I can. Should you uh, you enter the grounds, please, by all means, if the windows are closed, I mean concealed, pull the blinds. It's going to be my line of sight inside, just so I can help you from the outside. I can't help you if I can't see you. So I got your plan. And make sure not to literally open the windows, just make sure the blinds are open. No problem. All right. And he looks to the rest of the group. Is there anything else that I could potentially help you with that you would like to know? I'm good for now. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like I said, uh, don't get any of that black shit on you. On you. All right, well, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. I am going to get some sleep. If you need me, you know where to find me. And he begins to walk off and goes into one of the rooms, closes the door, and that's that. Uh, starting with Mirthal, what is it that you would like to do, sir? I'm going to do the same thing as sleeping, get some sleep. And uh, after... I'm going to grab him by the arm. I was like, okay. I'll... I'll I'll meet you at your room. Alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll make my way over there. Okay. Darnum? Oh, I'll just I'll make my way to the bridge so we can start you know, setting we set sail, make our way to Alataria, and then once we're on a course, well, then I'll just I'll return to my quarters and I'll try and get some rest as well. Okay, and Valak. Um <clears throat> Valak is gonna go to uh his room and uh, take a rest because he is uh, looking pretty bad. Okay, so everyone is going to go for a rest except for Mirthal and Astraos, it would seem. Um, Mirthal, Astraos, go ahead. Um, so I get into his room. I look at him. I'm go. I'm going to tune myself to this ring. All right. I'll uh, pull out the ring to tune himself. So... I need you to make a death saving throw. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, never mind that, mate. Do uh. it. <laughs> um, just be ready. So it takes about an hour for attunement. Mm-hmm. So I attune to it. Okay. And then I go. I use the sky self when I turn myself into Udio. Okay. Does the sky self make you sound like the person? Okay. If I have physical contact with them, I could become them. Okay. So you're, are you saying anything? <sighs> Wish me luck. And I put the ring on. You put the ring on, and then Astraeo's just gone. When you mean gone, are you teleporting or invisible? Oh, he's invisible, but you can't see him. Yeah. Alright, well, I've seen you. Am I still there? You're still there. You see, you see, Mirthal's in front of you. If, if he's in front, wherever he is in the room. Oh, hell. Well, you knew it, it turned you invisible. And, and I touch his, like, shoulder. I was like, can you feel me? Yes. Can you, f- yep, there you go. Why would you be invisible? 
You recall, Mirthal, that he did use this ring back when you guys were in the lore hold. Yeah, he didn't use it when we were in the lore hold. Now that I'm remembering. Why don't you try sending that message? We're on the way to get the rod. Do we really want to tell them the truth? They already know the truth. That's why the rod attacked. Yeah, but... That's the safest option. Fine. Alright. You got the message and... Uh, see what I can send. I don't know. What are you saying? Uh, what what are we saying, Marathon? If we gotta word this correctly, we gotta. We're on the way to Neurotra. I misdirect them. So we're on the way to Narods, okay? Should I misdirect them? Okay. We're on the way to the rods. Should I misdirect them? Okay. So, how do how would I make this message? Think of sending the message or something. Okay. Like actually say it out loud. Okay. So, I'm gonna think and I'm gonna say the message out loud. Okay. What are your exact words? We're on the way to the rods. Should we distract them? It has been such a long time since we last spoke. Give me a wisdom saving throw. <gasps> oh boy, here we go. You don't have immunity to fear, do you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> That'll be 15. 15? Yeah. While fear doesn't fully overtake you, there is a sense of uneasing dread as you recognize the voice on the other side and it is of the one voice that you heard once in your life before you heard it utter a phrase that literally killed a companion of yours it is Calgary mm-hmm. and what is it that you said again? we're on our way to the rod mm-hmm. she'll be distracted by all means do so. Narad's research is important to me. Take them elsewhere. Maybe a different realm. I don't know. I don't care. These champions, they're a nuisance. More trouble than they're worth. It shall be done. Good. And need I remind you, cost of failure... I take the ring off. And as you take the ring off, Astraeus appears. Or rather, Udil appears, sorry. <laughs> it was... Mm-hmm. It was Calgrim. I, I was talking to Calgrim just now. Well. We're kind of fucked. I'm like staring off because I'm still with the unease. Because I was just like, holy shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. 
It just like fades away. You're like, oh god. The skeevies. Just no one's allowed to sleep, apparently. Uh, after all that hard work. I mean to be fair. To be fair, we haven't done anything at him, so I'm still resting. That's why I made him go. Alright, I'll be right back. Now that I finally just touched down and lay my head to sleep. Easy enough, you find Darnold's uh, captain quarters, because it's the captain quarters, it stands out. I'm gonna knock regular. Okay, knocks regular on the door. What are you doing, Mr. Darnum? Fuck! Captain no, it's okay. <laughs> I'll just, hello. I'll just, um, I'll just, I'll just get up. You see, Darm's there, just undershirt, um, not wearing shoes. Can I, can I come in? Yes. Everything all right? Um, is there a chair in the room? Oh yeah, there's like a, a chair, desk. I describe the room, Captain. Okay. I would so say I'm gonna take a seat. Okay. I'm gonna hold up a finger to my lips. Is like tell you to be quiet, and I'm gonna use detect magic. See if I find any magic, like anything out of the ordinary around these rooms. Now, Captain Han, do remind me, did you put the item back in your captain quarters, or is it on your persons? Well, it was on our person because we wanted to give it to the breaker, but then he decided to be better if we just held on to it. Okay. You see a series of magic items on the captain himself. Uh, did you have any magic items stored in your room? Uh, I would say nothing stored permanently. The only thing that would have been stored would have been would have been the cube, but I I brought that with me because the I orb, the orb. Be, I mean the orb, rather. Sorry, listeners, uh, you know what I meant. But yeah, it would have been no, the orb. See, you don't see anything in the room. You just see the magic permeating from the various magical items on him, whether it be on his gauntlets, right, or the orb nestled away. That's what you see. As well as the ring in your possession. So, I'm going to take the ring out, and I'm going to go, Udil's been... Udil's been talking to Calgrim. This is a connection to him. I just used it. I disguised myself to be Udil, and I put the ring on. And I told him we were going to the rod if we should be if we should distract him, the party. And he said yes. He says that he needs his research really bad, and he says you know what happens if you fail. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Darn, just kind of just take a, a seat on the bed. Just kind of look. Just you know, just a bit taken aback by the news that's just been delivered. So what? What's the, so what do we do with that? The hell is going on? When did he? No, you wouldn't know because you just found out. Like, when did he have the time to be brought into league with? Because I could have sworn he's been with. The me. last time it was used, Marithol told me, was um the lore hold. In in the lore hold. Yeah. Because when I. When I talked to him, he said it has been a long time since we last spoke. Uh, Shaper, can I 
since he said the, the lore hole, can I cast my mind back to when we were in the lore hole? Was there any times when Udil would have been by himself, or in some way would have had a moment to himself to have pulled this off? Yeah, he uh, used the ring for the first time in the lore hold. Um, it was one of the, the things he had found after that three-month gap that you guys all had, mm-hmm. right, where where Darnum went to um, the Kiasi homelands and spoke with Sargravir and learned of the champions. Mirthal did his thing, learning uh, the bounding as well as the breaking. Uh, Valak wound up uh, with teaming up with Darnum to get one of the urns. Uh, and then Astraos, actually, that's where he met Karina, and he saved Hrimnir from death, essentially. Uh, during that time, Astraos did tell you that's where he got it, you know, that it was something he found. Um, <clears throat> and uh, what do you call it? He used it that first time at the lore hold. He went just invisible and then was able to uh, circumvent the, the night gaunts, those black leathery winged devil looking like creatures that were flying around. And you don't think that... Do you, are you sure this was a conscious choice? Are you sure he wasn't, like, you know, brainwashed into this somehow? I don't know. But how much does that really change? He went behind our back and tried to betray us. Like, he has a mission to take us off the path of this guy we're trying to find. Like, we need to fucking go get him. So now... Hopefully, we have some type of advantage now because Calgroom thinks we're being rerouted. So then we'll have to find some way to either keep Udil out of the way or in some way inform him, keep him because he was in the meeting with us so he knows what we plan to do. This is going to be really bad because remember... We have the ring now. And who knows how desperate someone will be. We don't know. Like you said, we don't know what Calgrim has over him. If he's holding anything ransom or if he's really just a, a puppet for him. Like, I, we don't know now. And you can't... But I know he's not going to get this ring back. Well, the moment he realizes that ring is gone, <clears throat> he... It's, it's going to have to be a gauge of what he does afterwards. We can only hope he doesn't figure it out by the, to- by the time we, we get to the rod. Mm-hmm. If he, say, he's, say he's fully in league. He just, he just, lets, he just lets him know what we're, what, we're, what we're planning to do. Or if he's, if he's being forced to do this, who knows how desperate he'll be to get that ring back. We, uh... We can't have him get this ring back because if he uses it, and Calgrim talks to him and says, why are you here again? He's going to know the gig is up. We're in, right now, we're in damned if you do, damned if you don't mode now. So, the best thing we can do at this moment is think of this I'm gonna need a reason, something that'll keep him on this ship, while, and perhaps, perhaps convince him that we had, that we had to get off, reroute something. I'll let I'll let Son. I'm, no, I can't tell. I can't tell her the exact, the exactly what's happening. Because yeah, it, it's gonna be tough. Because I don't know if I could do anything or say anything for Deal to stay because he doesn't know me like that. I really, 
you know, people, I, I tend to rub people the wrong way. And I really don't like dealing with people. So he definitely would know something is up from me. Okay. So if I can think of a, if I can think of a way that I can get Sonpur to keep him on board while we while we depart, if she has to res if she can restrain him afterwards, if worse comes to worse, she'll we can ha we can have the crew just keep him o otherwise occupied while we while we touch well, down. Well, he's still drunk now. Why don't see? This is the thing. Do we want to bound him and he'll immediately know, or do we want to play a game? And just go upon where he thinks he's okay. I would say that's the best bet, but the only the only problem with that. Wait, where did you where did you find the ring? Um, some guy named Mbakino. He. Long story short, he lied to me for a good reason and I put air quotes good reason and he's giving me information that somebody was a traitor within our group so when Udil was extremely drunk I took advantage and I tried to detect anything upon him and we saw the magical artifact of the ring in his pocket and I took it and I attuned to it and I used my disguised self to turn into him and I put the ring on and I disappeared and what shook my bones to my core was the voice I've only heard once but I'll never forget it and it was Calgram and it took everything in my power to keep me being Udil so he could believe it okay so I, I so we got I got a it's gonna be it's gonna be quick and dirty, but I can figure out a way that he's not gonna realize that he's not gonna realize he didn't just lose his ring. Go back in there, whatever pocket you found it in, rip a hole in that pocket. It there it was it was. That's how I found it. It was like dug deep in his pocket, like it wasn't in normally. It was like a little further down. Hmm. Okay, that's so... why I found it odd, like it was being hidden. Okay, so I would say wherever that was, just we're gonna need to make a hole. Worst comes to worst, he, he, you know, he was drunk, so could have damaged, could have okay. you know, torn himself open. Give me the, okay. give me the ring. Matter of fact, no, don't give me the ring. I'll just open up my bag of holding, drop it in here, but don't tell me when you do it, because I don't need. The last thing I need to know is to know when you did this. Okay. Because if I don't know when it's gonna be there, I won't know to look look forward to find it. Okay. That way, worst comes to worst, if he's wondering if he's missing something, you know, he drank, and then that's that. And we just have to string him along until we can either A, find out what they have over him, or B, find out why he's doing this. Agreed. I'm gonna... <sighs> Give me your bag. I'll just, I'll hand over the, I'll hand over the bag of holding. Okay. Um, and then just. I'm gonna go outside. Mm -hmm. And then when you come outside and meet me, I'm gonna give you the bag. Alright. So you won't know when the ring is gonna be in there. Alright. I'm gonna. Like, well, I'm not sleeping right now. I'll just head back to the bar. <laughs> I think. 
I need a drink too. And so Estreos and Darnum go to the bar. But before we, I like, give me a minute. Let me walk ahead of you. All right, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give like a, a good two minutes before I head okay. out. So when, right when I'm like halfway, I'm gonna put it in the bag. I'm gonna tie the bag up. I'm gonna put it in my pocket, waiting for him to catch up. Okay. And I'm gonna go to the bar and order two drinks. Okay. So uh, you, 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 I'm assuming you guys are drinking for the rest of the night. I, I put ten gold down to the bartender. I go, let me know when this is close to being done for me and my friend over here. The bartender slides the money back to you. It's a kiosi. Slides the bartender. Uh, I said the bartender back to you. Slides the gilda back to you. Right. Looks you in the eye and says, "That's the captain. He and his friends drink free." And this is for you. I give him two gold coins. Bing, bing. And I give it to him. Catches it. Winks at you. Thank you for your kindness, sir. What do you folks will be having? Oh, I want a nice ice cold ale. I need a cold ale. If they can make that cup cold or whatever, I just need... Cold to give your nipples frostbite? <laughs> yeah. Coming right up, sir. And you, Captain Hunt? I'll just, I'll just go straight to the rock gut. Just, hit, just, just give me that, please. And he takes out the keg that's covered in moss, slides it over to you. And then, Appreciate uh, it. He takes out this. As you, as you see him pour the uh, the ale in your glass, your stein, mm-hmm. right? You see, it is so cold that the warm air around it like coalesces around <laughs> it, and it kind of looks like um, Mount Doom from Legend of Zelda a little bit. <laughs> oh, and he slides it to you and pushes it over. There's a redheaded guy with a big nose that's kind of staring at you as you drink it. (laughs) Koopo, Koopo, no. Um, uh, (laughs) Fuck, I lost my train of thought. You slide me the stein. Slides you the stein. If you gentlemen, captain, need anything, I'll be behind the bar. Much obliged, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Can I get steak? Uh, No, can I get steak with a potato? Uh, carrots and broccoli, please. Hey, do you want that steak prepared? Uh, medium rare, the best way. Want me to just hand it to you, mooing? Uh, no, not mooing. Just maybe, you know, a little dead. Let's, you know. He, he, he smirks at you and winks at you. <laughs> Come right up. Thank you, thank you. Captain? Uh, you know what? This will be, I'll hold, I'll hold, I'll, I'll tap the cake. This will be fine for now. All right goes away. Several minutes go by. comes back with this nice piping hot plate. The aroma just fills your nostril. You smell this rich buttery aroma. Fill your nostrils and it has this savoryness to it and yet there's a little bit of a nip, like a bite. Like there's some sort of spice in there. Mm-hmm. And he hands you over the, the food. The broccoli looks actually almost purple. Meaning how it's, it's not it's, it's as fresh as it can mm-hmm. be. And there's yeah. potato right there is just cut open. It has like that that mushrooming of the inside of the fluff. Jesus. And that is where and that is where you guys will continue. You enjoy your meal, um, your drinks. I'm assuming since Mirthal's resting, mm-hmm. Alex resting, Darnum and Australia Star. Are you guys gonna rest after you guys are? Well, yeah, I'm gonna give him after we finish drinking. I'm gonna give him the bag. Okay. And then I'm going to go rest. Yeah. He hands you the bag. You guys depart. Captain returning to his quarters. Australia's going to his. Um, 
Astraos, give me a perception roll as you're as you're walking past your uh the rooms. Oh no. No. That'll be twenty. As you're walking past what you remember to be Cliff's room, you just hear a raucous going on. What kind of rock? It's like... Do you want to lean in and listen? Yeah. You hear the squeaking of bed. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Uh, I guess I walk... I and you walk. walk back to your room, <laughs> and you rest. You guys all get a long rest. Yay! Oh, wait, no, you guys get attacked by a dragon. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. You, no. Guys, you guys get a long rest. Sign of your why? Legendary action, legendary action, legendary action. Uh... <laughs> You're so lucky I didn't get to use the legendary action because that one creature had a really bad legendary action, the um the the one that exploded. Oh. Yeah, so you guys each get a long rest. I'll provide nice. uh, we're almost at the end of the session. Um this is where I want to wrap it up. You guys arrive in Alataria right outside the morning uh the morning forest, and you see just out in the distance, should you go on the uh the upper deck, you look and you just see the sprawling manor. That is the abode of a one Dr. Xander Narod. Um, and that is where we will pick up next time. <sighs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of um, Eternal Champions. Almost at Neon Knights FM. <laughs> <laughs> Neon Knights Champions. <clears throat> I was joined today at the table by... The champion Marathon, played by Ernie. Y'all have a good night, everyone. Take care. Darnum, played by Mr. Vash. A fun time as always. Not so much for Darnum in, in, in character, but for, as for Sean the player, fun time. Valak, played by a one JB. It was a good. It was a good time. Uh, it's always Morbin time. No. So <laughs> just uh, put that out there as always, and have a and- good night. Last but not least, we have a Mr. Estreos, played by Damien. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to, uh, man, what is it this time? Episode 700. It seems so astronomical. Well, thank you for listening to episode 47,423. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we can do another 50K more of these. And uh, everyone, you have a great night. And if you did enjoy what you heard, please... Uh, subscribe and leave a five-star review as well as some comments. We want to hear what you think about the uh, podcast and the journey thus far um, on whatever podcasting platform you have, whether it be uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Um, <clears throat> and if you wish to stay up to date with anything we have going on, please uh, follow us on Instagram at Neon Knights Productions as well as Neon Knights FM at, uh, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, Until next time, folks, keep those dice rolling.